0: This is going to be a long podcasting, and it's going to be fucking three in the morning before we finish. Probably. You think so? I mean, it's 1130 now.
1: You think it's gonna be three and a half hours?
0: It could be. I don't know. I got, I I made a lot of notes.
1: Okay, cool. I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of fucking notes here.
1: Um, I, I took down an anecdote that I wanted to share with you in the last one and I don't think I did. Hmm. It's kind of related Okay. Are we are we recording? Is this the show?
0: We're all recording.
1: Did you know about this thing with the stars of the Suicide Squad and the tattoos they got?
0: No, but God, that's sad.
1: They all got tattoos to mark the occasion of doing that
0: shitty, shitty movie. I mean, like, like the Lord of the Rings actors, like they were there for like a year and a half or something this, in New Zealand. That makes makes sense. You know, like you did a yellow, year and a half long shoot. You're going to get a tattoo. Little
1: girls got tattoos. This yeah. this. As I peel back the layers of this anecdote, it only gets sadder. The tattoos are the word squad, mm. but misspelled.
0: Like how? Like with a, with a W? W A D. Oh.
1: You want to get worse? Uh, they did the tattoos themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The only There's only one of the actors abstained. Can you guess who? Will Smith. Yep. Yeah. He gave tattoos. He did not get one himself.
0: Yeah. Big Willie ain't no fool.
1: So... Margot Robbie <laughs> has all these stupid fucking tattoos.
0: Yeah, tough stuff. Uh, <laughs> God, I mean, is there like a worse movie you could all get like tattoos for? I'm not even sure. I mean, like Dark Phoenix or something.
1: <laughs> like no point, even even
0: Dark Phoenix, fun. is like okay, they were in like two movies together at least, you know?
1: They all cut. Some of them know each other. They mm. have fun. They may or may not, if you believe the tabloids have dated at some point. But, like, no point watching Suicide Squad did I think, I bet these actors had a great time on yeah. set. <laughs>
0: these guys all seem like they love each other, yeah.
1: The chemistry. When they when they weren't getting, like, whatever the fucking new bullshit they were getting in the mail from Jared Leto.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like use condom. Oh, oh, yay,
0: a used condom. Let's get a tattoo.
1: I can't think of anything less relevant than Jared Leto's chism.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't like thinking about cherry lettuce chism or the word Jism, for that matter.
1: That's that's Oscar winning spunk.
0: What yeah, a fucking think farce. about that.
1: Think about that.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Oscar winning, you know what won the Oscar in two thousand eight or two thousand nine? Where this was?
1: Uh, bu- 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 oh, I, I did know this. I forgot. Millionaire. Oh, really? For Best Picture? Yeah. Well, that's a different time.
0: Hmm. Anyway, I guess we should get into it. So this is going to be a long pod. Mm, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm James. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Headcanon. This week on the pod, the big one, The Dark Knight. As we move through the Dark Knight trilogy, we're doing the middle movie. The best of the three, easily, I'd say.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: And we got a lot to talk about, but beforehand, what are you watching? Uh, you know, it's very weird. Last night,
1: I just was in a mood, and I started watching old episodes of Mr. Robot.
0: Hmm. Okay. When's so that the, show coming back? Like around Christmas or something?
1: That's the presumption. Okay. Because they every like little mini blip or trailer, or not even a trailer, but like blip they put out, it just says like this fall. Uh, I just I don't know. I just had a weird hankering to watch old Mr. Robot. I was just dying to watch some lower quadrant filming.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good show. The second season was a bit rough, but I don't know. A show with a, a vision and uh, competent filmmaking, yeah,
1: trying something.
0: Mm-hmm. It's fucking not a Netflix try. show.
1: No, you think the second season was was worse than the third season? The oh, second season the felt
0: thing. the second season the felt a little up its ass. The prison thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it it, uh, it kind of picked up towards the end.
0: Yeah, it picked up towards the end, but it just took all. There was like, it went on for like six episodes with the whole, like, he's actually in prison and he doesn't know it thing, which everyone had already figured out by then. Yeah. Like him and Leon talking about
1: Seinfeld. Yeah. And then eventually you get to like stuff like Angela meeting White Rose. Yeah. I want your belief.
0: All right. Well, that's probably better than I'm watching right now, Um, which is not much. I, on a whim, I decided to watch the premiere, the first episode of Stranger Thing, Things season three. And just, uh, speaking of Mr. Robot, it like this show, if it, it's not only like drenched in the nostalgia of the eighties, but it feels like it was made in the eighties in a lot of ways where it's just like, it's incredibly broad and cheesy. Like it feels like you're watching an episode of Alf or something, you know, like huh. it's just not very sophisticated. It's Remind just us like, how much oh, like kids. Hopper is angry because his adoptive daughter is kissing boys now. How's he going to deal with it? He's got to go talk to a woman who's going to tell him how to deal with his emotions. You know, it's just like, it's so like I could be watching like a sitcom from like 30 years ago and see the same type of plot line, you know? Hmm.
1: Remind us how much you like the kids. I don't like the kids.
0: Finn you Wolf. really like cut that, uh, cut that hair.
1: What's his name? Dustin.
0: I don't like is any of favorite? them. Yeah.
1: What's up with my girl, Max?
0: She was there. Not not a whole lot. Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's what I want from her to be there.
0: It just everything feels so incredibly obvious and like on the nose. I, I realize a lot of people like that show. I just I don't get it. Oh, anyway, cool. that's what I've been watching. What are you listening to?
1: Uh, I've been listening to the new Slater Kinney album. Hmm. And a little bit of the new Def Cab EP. that has been released. I've been enjoying that.
0: Oh yeah, one of the songs they put on like YouTube a while ago. I think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I've been yeah. listening to. I guess it's not new, but after rewatching that uh, episode of *Person of Interest* again, I went and downloaded The Kills' album *Blood Pressures*. I've been Good times to that album a lot. Good times. What are you reading?
1: Uh so I'm at a point now where I'm about to start something. I'm either going to start The Turn of the King by Ruf Ware, which I guess would be just because it's it's new, it's a thriller, or something I haven't read before. I'm thinking about The Little Friend by Donna Tart. So hmm. uh by the time this episode drops, I will have picked a book. All right. What uh what YA fantasy novel are you reading now?
0: So I finished that book I was reading, Shadow and Bone. It's pretty mm. short. Um, it was like a large font, so even though it seemed like a big book. It really wasn't. Um, nice. it was fine. It was pretty basic is the wrong word, but
1: this is by Leigh Bardugo.
0: Yeah. It, there, there weren't like a ton of wrinkles. Like you kind of saw where it was going and it went there, you know? Cool. Um, and it's very much just like the setting up of more stuff. So we'll see, I guess. Um, it's enjoyable but not super inventive Mm -hmm. you know it's like pretty standard YA so there's two more I guess I'll read the next one Siege and Storm next because like I think I read Shadow and Bone in like a day like it's it's a pretty quick read cool so they're fine I guess a ringing endorsement yeah anyway let's get to the main event
1: Yeah, the main event. This three and a half hour episode, you predicted.
0: And here we go.
1: Uh, Am I starting with my opening?
0: Go for it.
1: Well, this will be...
0: Mine's going to be heavy, so you go first. I'd say this will be
1: long. Uh, Easily one of the biggest movies of the 2000s. I guess this century. Uh, As far as critical claim, (laughs) the way it's impacted the culture, the staying power, the audience approval, um, the fact that it also made a lot of bloody money um this is like
0: was that michael kane's
1: it was my attempt at that michael kane okay. thing from the interview about jaws three or four mm. uh it's one of the first movies i mean this is the same year as iron man <laughs> yeah. right like mind-blowing to me it's one of the first movies to really effectively dive into that like deep gray between moral black and white that we've experienced before at least in movies at least in these kind of movies um in in a role that was you know once played by like Fucking Adam West and Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer. Uh, this caused this like massive ripple that you see in movies since then. It's kind of informed our understanding of this grave new world we live in. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, how many movies have featured the thing where like the villain wanted to get caught all along? So he could get up and close and personal and tell you why your philosophy is bullshit, you know, uh black widow or bond or whoever. Um and then I feel like we had a certain a movie started a certain angle, and by the time we got to Dark Knight Rises, the world had kind of shifted more into that. Like we were more leaning in that direction. There was a storm coming, Mister Wayne, and we weren't as adaptable. But it's also I love this movie because it's like a closed loop. I don't think you even really need to see Batman Begins to get this movie. It doesn't really demand that you go see Dark Knight Rises. It's it's kind of its own complete full thing. Um, there's an interesting thread of sacrifice and maybe how. Being the one to take on that kind of suffering is a, is a bit of a salve. Uh, but yeah, massive stylistic philosophical shift from Batman Begins. It's a Joker and Two-Face movie. It's Michael Mann's heat. You know, the story of the city told to these characters. Um, I love what Nolan finds interesting in this, which is de-emphasis on the origin of the Joker. Making him this elemental force that you don't understand but is here. Thank fuck uh, Heath Ledger is not like got a tattoo that says damaged on his forehead. Um, I could go into a whole reading about how Harvey, Harvey Dent's protagonist. This movie's basically Revenge of the Siths, but I shan't digress more. Um anyway, not the movie we deserve, but the movie we needed.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm just hmm. looking at the uh, TV charts page right now for the uh the captured on purpose. I think the the big ones are the Dark Knight, which I believe is the first one. Yeah. Uh, and then you had uh Skyfall. Yep. And then the Avengers. And then I forgot about this one, but uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, I think, was kind yep. of the other big one.
1: Is there anything you
0: wouldn't do for your family? My name is Khan. And Kirk's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> you those... said that
1: in a way like it should mean something to me.
0: But yeah, those all came within, I don't know, five years of each other, maybe.
1: Uh, isn't Wasn't Into Darkness? It wasn't 2009, was it? It
0: was the original. No, that was later, I think. Okay. To 2013, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah,
1: okay. So, but the the original JJ Star Trek was 2009, because that was the year of time travel for one point.
0: Yeah, Skyfall was the one where it was really like, Jesus Christ, we're doing this again.
1: <laughs> what just the the fucking train crashing?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all part of his plan. I don't know. We'll we'll return to that later, but uh, yeah, allow me to get heavy in my opening statement here. Uh, I think the only way to properly understand this movie is as a post-traumatic response, nine eleven, the Iraq War. Um, this is one of only two movies to cross a billion dollars in worldwide box office with over half of that coming from the United States. And I think that hmm. that is largely because it's tapping into such a live wire of American culture in the 2000s. By the way, can you guess the other?
1: Not, no, the one I'm going to say is wrong. What is it?
0: Black Panther. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this cool. movie. Can- yeah, it came out in the waning days of the Bush years, uh, and it really feels like a reckoning. Like, I wouldn't say it's the best movie of the decade, and it certainly has some pretty grown worthy moments that you notice more in rewatching. and the plotting is just, like, totally nonsensical. But I feel like this might be the movie that kind of most perfectly encapsulates what that decade was about. Like, if I wanted to explain the Bush years to someone who's too young to remember them, this would probably be the first movie I'd show them. Um, I'll have more to say about the Joker later, but he's just, a, like, a terrifying, seductive villain. He's kind of, like... The chaos of terrorism personified and he walks batman and gotham and really the whole audience like right up to the edge of the abyss and he makes you look and somehow we're able to take a step back but it's a pretty close thing uh, i suspect a lot of that pathos comes from nolan's co-writer on this which is his brother jonathan nolan uh, mm-hmm. he would who go on to make person of interest which is also pretty obsessed with ideas about like surveillance states and terrorism um, every time I watch this movie, I notice some new ludicrous detail about the plot, but I think the heart of the movie <laughs> and kind of the big ideas in it just resonate still like incredible today. Um, even when it's getting really heavy handed, I have like I have to appreciate the, the moxie and like a big blockbuster movie like this kind of going there. Uh, in conclusion, Gordon is kind of trash for hiding behind the thin blue line. And it's basically all his fault.
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you On know, this latest watch, I was like, man, Gordon, tough look.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, and it just gets worse.
0: You got warned. <laughs> you got warned a lot. Yeah.
1: It just gets worse as it progresses. Oh, and, and it's like it's so, by the end of the movie, it's so naked. And he's like, I have to save dent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about this. When we get to the top moments here, the I majority have... of mine are from the first half of the movie.
0: Really? Because I feel like yeah. the second half is better in a lot of ways but um yeah i have 10 i have 12 all right i mean i could well down uh my
1: number 12 is kind of like seriously like a a wacky doodle honorable mention it's the couple fucking at the Wayne party
0: oh i almost put them in there yeah
1: like why is there a full bed set like down this hallway by the elevator
0: she also looks much younger
1: yes yes Mm -hmm. it's like on one hand i'm like there wouldn't be like a working girl at a Bruce Wayne party. And then I'm like, well,
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) these are a bunch of like super rich people. She could just be like the young trophy girlfriend or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's, she's not like played as like an idiot, you know? Oh, thank God you have a panic room. Um, but at the same time, it's like that with the rest of the look of that penthouse, my first thought every time I watch this movie is like, well, that's not a bedroom. Why is there a bed there? And then I'm like, well, see actual Bruce Wayne's bedroom, and I'm like, well, that's not really a bedroom either. Yeah, <laughs> two panes of glass do not a bedroom make.
0: So I'll uh, go, I'll go for for my number eleven. I didn't put it on here, but I feel like I I should at least mention it. Just the opening is fucking great. The it's like a little, a little short film. Yeah.
1: Oh okay okay yeah. I'm surprised you didn't put in there. Um, I,
0: th- I just have a lot, you know.
1: Yeah yeah, uh, my number eleven kind of reminded me of jaws a little bit it's uh it hasn't really affected me before this watch this might be stupid of me but whatever gordon comes home after returning from the dead of course his wife slaps him because why wouldn't you fuck you you made us all think you're dead fuck you uh then he goes wakes up his son and the kid's just like did batman save you dad and gordon's like actually this time i saved him
0: i give us a kiss yeah (laughs) yeah because i need
1: it um what's your number 10
0: Uh, so my number 10 is our scarecrow kind of, I guess it's a cameo, maybe (laughs) slightly more than a cameo at the beginning, where he's just like, I told you my compound would take you places. I didn't say there were places you wanted to go. (laughs) And then later the not my diagnosis, which is just great. I think it was, this was back, you know, Iron Man, as you mentioned, like came out like a few months before this the idea of actually seeing like a, a character return like that was mm-hmm. such a novelty at the time. Cause that just never happened in movies and TV shows before that. Like it was mm-hmm. just understood that like you were never getting that actor back in the next movie. Like, which is weird now because Marvel is like, turned that into like, you know, a multi-billion dollar franchise. But yeah, in the past it was like, Oh, you got that person for one movie and that's it pretty much. And it was like, Oh, Hey, he's there. And like, just for like one scene, that was cool. The only thing I know about
1: is it the Incredible Hulk.
0: Uh, which one that's the the the, the, Edward the Norton one? one? Yeah, that's Incredible Hulk.
1: The only thing I know about it is that Tony Stark has a cameo at the end.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> it's the only thing people will ever tell it me. It was
0: like shot later, I believe. Oh, so you've never seen it? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's eh, it's fine.
1: Yeah. A ringing endorsement. Yeah. Um, my number ten is uh. So everyone's off to racing off to rescue Harvey and Rachel. I might even do all the dialogue because it's very short. Uh, this leaves Detective Stevens, who's basically Holt from Angel, with the Joker in the interrogation room. And the Joker's like, "I want my phone call. I want it. I want it. I want my phone call." And he's like, "That's nice." he's like, "How many of your friends have I killed? I'm a 20-year man. I can tell there's some <laughs> punks who need a little lesson of manners and freaks like you who just enjoy it. And you killed six of my friends. And then he mouths
0: six. Yeah." Do you want to know which of your friends are
1: cowards? Do you want to know why I use a knife? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just the way he's just that's
0: like six. six. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs>
1: the thing about the Joker is, even when he's so earnest, you can't believe a fucking word out of his mouth. Too.
0: I mean, it probably won't surprise you to know that like most of my moments had the Joker in them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and I felt very weird because I think about. Joker fanboys and people who were like somehow excited about that upcoming movie and I'm like do not count me amongst your tribe. Obviously what Heath Ledger's doing here is so much more interesting and, and different and when, the way it's like it's envisioned. Yeah. What's your
0: nine? Uh, so Batman's kind of sonar attack on the Joker's goons just that kind of whole sequence mm. where he can like see through the walls with the sonar and it's kind of painted around like I don't know it's pretty cool. You know, the, the mm-hmm. way he gets cornered and like, I don't know, somehow ties up all the cops and rope and kicks them off the building and whatnot. Like, <laughs> the way the camera like in the in the uh, sonar view like goes all the way up to the top and finds the Joker there surrounded by his dogs. Like it's just like cool visuals, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I just love that like the, the like he's trapped in a moment there and just like the casualness of him just like kicking that rope yeah. off the side <laughs> and they all tumble one by one. Uh, My number nine is when Mr. Reese, which according to IMDb Trivia is supposed to – I don't don't believe that. (laughs) Mr.
0: Reese. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Um, He's figured out all his shit. He's bringing his finds to Morgan Freeman uh, to let him know that he's discovered, you know, Bruce Wayne must be Batman. And thus, this company has been like a front for Batman or whatever. And the relish at the end as he lays it out and he's just like, I want $10 million every year for the rest of my life. And Morgan Freeman's been like – listening like he's been doing this so well like there's a concern and there's an appraisal and then it just turns into extreme amusement. he's just like let me get this straight you think that your client one of the wealthiest most powerful men in the world is secretly a vigilante and spends his night beating criminals with a pulp of his bare hands and your plan is to blackmail this person good luck
0: yeah idiot way too greedy like first of all that's way too much money to ask for second of all like you gotta You got to sell it as like, hey, you need my help to make sure that like nobody else discovers this. I'd like to do this for you uh, just a million dollars a year. That's all I need. You know, like not too much.
1: Also, you need to head head up right away with I've already done the thing where the letter goes to my lawyer or like I've got the evidence in a safe place or or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Or I already took steps to make sure that nobody else can discover this. You know, like, but you're going to need me to help you out. You know, so, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like he could say, have sell it as like, oh, this is a value add that I'm going to bring to you. And I'm not going to charge you that much for it.
1: Well, still also know what you fucking got and yeah. your ability to negotiate before you walk in negotiation. But also say, rolls something, over. say something that doesn't beg to have a bullet put in your forehead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because <right> <laughs> like, Mark Freeman could have just shot him right there and been like, I'll make you disappear.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, my number—I don't know—is this eight? Yeah. Uh, this is a very minor moment, but I've always enjoyed it every time I watch it. It's when, when, at the fundraiser at Bruce's uh, penthouse, there after oh, he yeah. gives his speech yeah. about Harvey Dent, he got a glass of champagne in his hand. He like walks out to the railing, and just tosses it to the—you know—flicks the the champagne out mm-hmm. uh, off the balcony. There, I was like, it's like such a good like. This is the true Bruce Wayne. Type of character beat you know and it's very minor it's not like it gets like called attention to or anything but i was like the way he did that the reality bruce wayne is straight edge yeah yeah
1: uh yeah uh, number eight for me was when the joker's goons have got batman unconscious somehow uh-huh. after the bat bite came to a general stop there in the street uh the one thought goes to pull off the mask it's like electroshocked. joker is both upset that the goon went for the mask then giddy that it yeah. didn't work, he loves Spats it. Spazzes the fuck out on this guy for a second, and even spits on him.
0: The Joker is delighted by Batman. Man. Yeah,
1: well, just the—I mean, I wanted to put like so many little moments. Just with the even the the and the Bat bikes racing at him. And he's like, "Come mm-hmm. on, hit me! I want you to do it. Hit me!"
0: <laughs> uh, my number seven will be the kind of race to save Rachel and I mean Harvey, but mostly Rachel. You know um Mm. as they're talking to each other and harvey tips over and all that you know um i don't know it's just a very cool moment like the score and everything
1: so good that she just like starts a sentence
0: oh yeah i have a lot to say about rachel
1: (laughs) uh my number seven it's it's two little moments that i really like joker's holding the rachel out the window at the party Mm-hmm. Batman's was like, "Let her go," and he's like, "Very cho- poor choice of words." And he lets her go, and Batman just jumps after her. And I kept waiting for him, like to pull out the grappling hook or whatever. But then he just grabs her, holds her close, and they just fall. I mean, I guess it, you're supposed to
0: understand that his like his suit. glider suit, like, is enough of a uh, like stopping, you know, air resistance or whatever to stop them.
1: And then just by like cushioning her into his suit, when yeah. they hit the car. She's fine, but. It, I was like, "Wow,
0: that just happened." (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. They just fell off like a thirty-story building.
0: Yeah, my number six is the Joker's walk from the hospital as it explodes, Mm -hmm. and then stops exploding, and he messes around with his detonator until it actually blows up. And it's all—it's all like in one take. As he then like he's like, "Oh shit!" and He like jumps and hurries on the bus, and it drives away. Like that's just a great moment. And I I believe the story is that. the delay was intentional but like heath ledger didn't know yeah 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 and so it's like it's just a really funny like natural reaction to the whole thing like it's it's pretty incredible that like that was his ad lib you know Mm
1: -hmm. well i mean a lot of the stories i read with other actors was he stayed in the character like until the sequel was absolutely done
0: oh that wasn't what i read at all
1: oh really but I really what, what i read like, is that he,
0: he could be very intense like getting into and out of scenes but he wasn't like doing full method where like he never drops like you know while they're like waiting for the next setup or anything like that
1: i was reading about eckhart when their are sequence in the the hospital room and he was like just talking about how he was just terrified of this guy until the scene was definitely over
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he Ledger was just like did i scare you and he's like yeah and he's like that's acting
0: yeah see that that's kind of what i read more is like yeah. he he could be very intense Kind of in the moment, but it wasn't like he was doing like a full yeah. Daniel Day Lewis thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, he wasn't doing Bill the Butcher's mm-hmm. like uh, coming over to Martin Scorsese's like house and like insulting his wife to her face. Yeah. yeah. Um my number six is the trifecta of images of the Joker having escaped the cops. He's in the back of the cop oh, car, yeah. presumably one of his goons is driving. He just like sticks his head out the window like, like a, a dog, a dog chasing cars, just needing to feel the wind in his hair, just feeling it. And the camera work is so it's so
0: beautiful. Well, it's also like in the like, that, like dawn, like the the sun is just coming yeah. up. But yeah.
1: And then the car is like it's kind of like it's like kind of not straight, and so as it's moving around, like he's just moving more with it. Mm-hmm. And you have Batman looking sad over the record and like finding Harvey's coin and what's left of <laughs> Big Nine Eleven
0: imagery. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where one side of the coin is now fucked up. Uh, the start of Sad Boy Summer, um, and then Alfred reading Rachel's note about how she's going to go marry Harvey Dent. It doesn't matter if Gotham no longer needs Batman because Bruce Wayne will always need Batman.
0: It's just a beautiful triple threat of moments. Uh-huh. My number that's,
1: f- that's like halfway through the movie.
0: Yeah, I know. My number five. Uh, the kind of monologue from the Joker at the end there. This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. And the way it's it's like very simple as a camera move. It just the camera slowly tilts upside down yes and it's like it's kind of obvious and yet it's so good you know it's like you don't you don't always need to be like incredibly clever like you know you're you're communicating with a very basic camera tilt that like this is how the joker sees the world you know everything's upside down
1: well i I love it because it's it's an easier way to watch the two having this moment yeah but it's like for a moment there it's like his worldview
0: kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. that's what's so scary about the joker yeah yeah
1: um, and honestly if there was no Dark Knight Rises just this idea of I think you and I are destined to do this forever
0: mm-hmm. madness <laughs> as you know is like gravity just need a little push yeah
1: Um. my number five is you kind of touch upon it it's when Batman's clean up the drug deal and the fake Batman and he's like don't let me find you out here again and the guy's like oh no we're in
0: hockey pads
1: <laughs> yeah Um. I don't need help not my diagnosis <laughs> like the, the, the relish of like is Kelly Murphy's in like a minute and a half of this movie at yeah, most yeah and only 30 seconds of it is he not wearing the mask
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the relish of like not my diagnosis
0: well it's such a that's a very comic booky line but like perfectly so you know
1: which is again the idea that you'd get him back is is crazy <laughs> for such a short thing
0: mm-hmm. all right let's see my number four uh just the police van chase I know that that scene's taken some heat over the years from, from your YouTube critics and whatnot. Um, but I don't, it's just like a, yeah, there's like a whole thing about how like the editing crosses the 180 degree rule. And so therefore it's bad. Um, yeah. But it's a cool, like the way it escalates, like the Joker starts with like an automatic pistol and then he's got a shotgun and then he's got a fucking rocket launcher or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, And it's like, you kind of, it's like, oh, this is the Joker at work. This is what yeah. he brings to the table, you know? I like this job. I yeah. like it. Yeah
1: um i don't know i feel like
0: and the bat pod it. is just fucking cool
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. i feel like this is where i get shit mm-hmm. i like the stuff on the fairies like i love the just the the idea of the oh i like it 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 didn't make my
0: uh my my top moments but uh, yeah I, I like that stuff
1: just when tiny lister gets up goes over to the guy <laughs> and he's like give it to me and i'll do what you should have done 10 minutes ago and he throws that detonator out the window and he just goes and sits back down and doesn't say anything
0: <laughs> and the, the, the look on up. that one cop's face um, but where he's just like like you can just see like him dying inside as he sees that happen.
1: Yeah, but like throughout those two sequences, and they're they're not that much of the movie really, but like no one is so good. And even the the chase you talked about, mm-hmm. no one is so good about who's the actor who gets one or two lines or just a significant reaction that's perfectly cast for this bit thing that when I see them, you know, that bald guy, he's just like I'll I'll no one else has got the stomach for it, huh? I'll go do it. All, all those people are great. But like again, it's it's this battle for the soul of Gotham. And what I love about this movie in general, and we'll get to this later, if I'm sure, is it's not about Joker trying to blow up the world or the whole city. Like at, at most, it's like a couple hundred people for this, like you know, it's real he's, sex with this grounded take on the cake crusade. He's
0: trying to bring everyone else down to his level.
1: Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a significant philosophical victory, mm-hmm. essentially.
0: Yeah all right so let's
1: just go fight dark side or
0: whatever <laughs> yeah number three the joker meets rachel uh mm-hmm. just the when he first notices her the way he like kind of like adjusts his hair with yeah. a, with a knife in his hand as he does it the way he uh sips his champagne you know like everything about it like the i think that's the best of his you know what you want to know how he got these scars uh stories there yeah um yeah it's it's that's just a great moment Because we've already seen him do it once with Gamble, and so like Uh the tension is ratcheted up because of that, and it's probably Maggie Gyllenhaal's best scene.
1: I mean, is the idea you think? It's hard to even like to dive into like what this character's intentions are. Do you think he's trying to pick the version of the story in the moment that suits the character he's terrorizing? Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, one of the brilliant things about this movie is that it understands that the Joker's origin ultimately doesn't matter and that it shouldn't be told. No, no. he's far more terrifying as a force of nature. If you don't know how he got to be who he is.
1: And as the thing in the prison tells you, like he's a human being that literally does not exist.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, no fingerprints in the system, custom clothing,
0: (laughs) nothing in his pockets, but knives and lint
1: knives and lint. Yeah um and the way he does the hair the way he's holding the knife it's remind mm-hmm. me of that thing that i never do and always freaks me out the, the way people like will like cut an apple and like bring the slice of the apple to yeah yeah the, just, yeah
0: the yeah the the thing they, where they you get your thumb on the blade i've never mastered that trick i'm not that you know but, good but with they, it, they, they, of they
1: still like they bring that knife like right up to their face like they're as they're eating that slice
0: uh-huh. of apple.
1: i think like you're gonna you're gonna polanski jack nicholson's nose there mm-hmm. um my number three, I'm a basic bitch. It's the magic trick. Um, it's the <laughs> That's my number look, two. Yeah. It's the first real look at the Joker and all of his Jokerness. He's like, it's it's a great scene. I mean, he's presenting himself. Like the the introduction, like you mentioned, isn't really the Joker yet. It's a great introduction, but it's not the Joker. This is the Joker showing up. Mm-hmm. And he, he epitomized it with I hope you like the suit. It wasn't cheap. You ought to know. Yeah, you you bought for it. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I mean, I don't know what your theater is like. When I saw this movie, my theater went apeshit at the magic trick. Yes, They're just yes. like, oh, they
1: shit. They've the yeah. lost their minds. It's just, it's so good. And, and there's all the, yeah, all the range of the Joker is is there in that scene. You think he you know, can steal money
0: and rock away? Yeah.
1: I'm, yeah. This guy's crazy. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. not. And he's doing like the mouth sucking, you know, a lot of mouth work. Mm-hmm. I guess the ideas of the scars are also, you know, prominently inside his mouth.
0: Well, licking his lips a lot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole magic trick, that's my number two. Um just incredible moment in the theater, seeing that for the first time. And the way, you know, it's talking about Lau, you know, it's just like, I know squealers, and he's, you know, he just like makes that like kind of like squeezing gesture.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in, like, uh, the television.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Batman has no jurisdiction.
1: Uh, the, in, like, little moments that could be, like, ridiculously funny in another movie. Like, when he's just like, my card. And he just leaves mm-hmm. him the playing card. Yeah. Like, like, there's a version of that where it's basically Billy Lord and Smart, But, like, <laughs> he's, it's, like, so subtle and he's still moving. Like, the way he kicks out the door and disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Well, once you start to really like look at this performance, I just get mesmerized by it every time.
0: It's probably like at this point, maybe it's slightly underrated, you know, because like there is I feel like there's like eventually like a backlash to like the Joker fanboys and whatnot. But it's like, no, he actually really is fucking great in this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I listened to another podcast. They were talking about the 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 unintentional side effect of his unfortunate passing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is that there's not like every time Heath ledger promotes a movie he's like throwing out like here's a new funny yeah
0: yeah it's it's shrouded in mystery because of that
1: Nolan is so respectful about Mm -hmm. it it, you know it was a pleasure working with him Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so anyways my number two is batman feels like he has to remind alfred that criminals aren't complicated or hard to understand and alfred says with respect master wayne perhaps it's is this a man that you don't fully understand? And, you know, he goes into his whole monologue about the bandit that he had to deal with some friends, which with I
0: have, we can maybe do it later. Yeah. Somehow that didn't make my list. Although that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the movie. It was like the line that I think found to parody the most like in a way that like it shows like, obviously this is, this is hit the zeitgeist in some fashion. We're making jokes with it, but it's great. And Alfred, it's like, okay, we have, by the way, we have Michael Caine in these movies. Mm-hmm. Let's do something with
0: him. <laughs> Yeah, that scene's incredible. Somehow it's not even on my list, but like I could easily see myself putting that in the top 3.
1: Oh, yeah, there's like five mm-hmm. offhand that I could name that didn't make my list. Yeah. I'm sure we had the same one.
0: Number 1. I mean, I feel like it's it's the interrogation scene, right? For sure. That's like an all-timer. There's um, two
1: moments that that I think are epitomized this scene.
0: Well, one of them is uh you have nothing to threaten me with. What's the other?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh your garbage You kills some money and he's like <laughs> don't,
0: don't talk, don't like, talk like one of them yeah. you're
1: not even if you'd like to be but yeah the the you have nothing nothing to threaten me with nothing to do with all of your strength as he's cackling like a madman mm-hmm. he's punched in the face
0: <sighs> yeah that is an incredible interrogation scene probably like one of the best ever in a movie yeah. you know uh for the way it starts with gordon and then the light turns on and we can see the batman's behind behind him right before his like face gets pressed into the desk mm. there and it's lit very brightly which you almost never see batman lit that way and i know they had to right. like do a lot of like tricky stuff with the costume to get it to look right you know yeah. because normally you don't like batman that much because like the costume looks weird but like they managed to get it to still look very dark at the same time
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh just the way he he his his chaos and his his challenges nullify batman's greatest weapon which is his ability to intimidate Mm -hmm. and like turning his strength into weakness and then you know forcing the question what's the real strength And just the whole like tonight you're gonna have to break your one rule
0: yeah i only have one rule and that's a rule you're gonna have to break to know the truth yeah
1: yeah i mean that that's you know when you talk about like your sequel and like putting emphasis on your villain that's good villain work right there
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i love that scene i have all the dialogue for that so maybe we can do it later too uh yeah so that our number one obviously the same yeah great scene um any complaints no,
1: I, will, I have, I have complaints lots
0: of minor ones but i uh, have complaints at the end okay at the end
1: let's just, let's just combine complaints and one and make one change into one thing because we kind of touch on all of it there i think
0: yeah, I mean, it's slightly different but if you'd like i will move this section towards i'll put it before make one change how's that sure sure all right hold on a sec let me reformat Jeopardy music plays. All right. Well, let's get into it.
1: Blue explosions.
0: I have so many fucking notes for this. It's scary. Yeah. Excellent. My first note is, why would anyone work for the Joker? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows because they all die. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he offers a lot of money up front.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we don't know what the social network of henchmen, yeah, petty <laughs> crime is, and and you know, there's no like Yelp review for like crime bosses you it's work like, for in the past.
0: It's like I think uh, I feel like a maybe it's in a Veronica's Mars book or something, or it's like like uh, sex workers have like a, an internal network where they like let people know about like Johns to avoid, you know, like is there something like that for criminals where they know to like oh don't work for this guy he'll just kill you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just the way. Uh this the movie starts with that dissonant I thought I was a guitar someone said it was a violin string just that noise that Joker noise and then the slow subtle ticking sound
0: this is easily my favorite Hans Zimmer score yeah
1: yeah um, and there's a little bit so it's Michael Mann it's meets Ridley Scott it's heat um, it's a little bit of Kubrick's the killing in there I especially thought of that with just like people being brought together to do this kind of job and they don't know each other they just have skills Um, But also all the Dark Knight movies, I've realized this, start with the main villain disguising themselves as Mm. one of their own henchmen. Yeah. Which is interesting.
0: (laughs) It's got the, you can't see at least on the version that I have, but this was like an IMAX sequence here. Yeah. The big, like some, I think it's on the Blu-ray, like it's like letterbox mostly, but like there are some like full frame sections. Like it's kind of weird, like the way it was presented. Uh, it well, was the first first like narrative like you know like Hollywood movie to have IMAX shots in it.
1: Was it was primarily this sequence and then like that the bit where he's looking over the wreckage, right?
0: I think a lot of the uh, chase sequence, the okay. van was IMAX. There's a, there's a lot of IMAX in this movie. Like I, I don't have the version of it where you can tell, but like it will switch to a fuller frame rather than like a cinemaScope.
1: Because mm. um, I was reading something about how IMAX cameras are very loud.
0: They released the ones at the time where yeah, there were only like so, four of them in existence too.
1: <laughs> but so like having having them all wearing masks that they have to ADR
0: mm-hmm.
1: voices in later is, is like extra brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you can tell in the van chase like all the uh, color commentary from Gordon's partner there. Like if you watch Mickey his Cat, mouth, if you watch his mouth, it doesn't sync up. Yeah,
1: Mickey Cat, the guy who like talked back in the nineties, so they just cast him in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that the other crooks. Like, these guys could have come out of the Batman, the animated series. Like, they're just, like, these, like, like old, wizened mob voices, like...
0: Three of a kind, yeah.
1: You ever hear about this guy, the Joker?
0: say <laughs> he um, wears war paint or whatever, yeah.
1: Like, also, there's a little detail that I, I don't know if I've noticed every time I watch the movie, but the bank guy, the guy doing the vault, uh-huh. is wearing shoes on his hands because of the voltage. Yeah,
0: yeah, there, there's lots of little <laughs> stuff like that where he gets shocked, and so he's got his shoes on his hands to open it.
1: Uh, And, of course, you've got William (laughs) Fickner.
0: Yeah, I love the shot of uh, the actual Joker there waiting with the mask. It's, like, Mm -hmm. iconic. This is all, uh, what's it called, Chicago here.
1: Yeah, the bank manager. You and your friends are dead!
0: You know whose money you're stealing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love this. I mean, this, I believe, was released, like, a couple weeks at least before the movie came out, and I watched it, like, a hundred times. Because, I mean, as a short film of its own, it's fascinating, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got, like, kind of that, like, opening of Psycho, the way it looks at the city, and then, like, the window breaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, I mean... The the various different
0: masks. I really like the the guy who, like, figures out that Joker's gonna kill him. I like his mask.
1: The only, like, flub that I see is the one guy at the vault, it seems like he ducks, and the dude still shoots where his head would be.
0: Uh, no, he's he's got his, like... Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong guy. The vault guy? Yeah. Let's see here.
1: Yeah, like he just realized that he's going to get shot. Yeah. So it looks like he ducks. And the other guy is, like, it looks like he's aiming at his head, but whatever. Take it as red. He's shot him in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so I'm guessing you're the one who kills me.
1: Yeah. No, I kill the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Joker really prefers, like, an automatic pistol in this movie, I notice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and again, it's like the, the, it doesn't make a lot of sense later on when you think about it. Like, some of the action sequences in all the movies do. But the shot of the bus pulling out yeah. perfectly in time with the other school trip buses is
0: gorgeous. <laughs> You're like, were all the buses in on it? I don't know. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's really funny. Like, something happened to the way people watch movies between this movie and the dark Knight rises because nothing makes any sense in this movie. If you think about it, but mm-hmm. nobody cares because this movie is amazing at yeah. what it like the, the stuff it's good at. Like you just, you stop worrying about all that. But then by the time the dark Knight rises came out, it's a whole lot of like, Oh, how did Batman get back to Gotham? Like how did he have yeah. time to like, you know, draw his symbol and gasoline or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what, occurred in our culture that caused people to like become nitpicky morons like that. Maybe just social media. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. it's, it's fascinating to watch this movie and think about all the things people complain about now. And it's like, but you love, you love the dark night, right? Like where, you know, you didn't complain about it then. So what happened?
1: I think we're, we're literally from an intellectual level, eating ourselves alive.
0: It's because people don't and know think, how to watch movies anymore. You know, and it's, I think and a, a lot
1: TV. of, a lot of good stuff has come out of that. Like understanding things better has come out of that. Finding out that there's a whole trash element to Back mm-hmm. to the Future is good. But yeah, it's like certain things, it's just like, well, because it's a movie.
0: Yeah. But how did Danny get to north of the wall in one day? You know, it's like, who fucking cares? You know, how how did all the people up there in the penthouse, like the Joker just let them all go after Batman got away? Like, you know, it makes no sense at all, but it's not the point. Yeah, yeah anyway the uh the smoke grenade thing so like it's is that like knockout gas or something because i always wondered like does everyone just explode in there if like because william fichtner seems to kind of like collapse and i don't know if that's just like his he's relieved or if he's getting knocked out because if he's getting Uh, knocked out then everyone who's holding grenades is also going to get knocked out and then explode
1: i think my reading is that it's just gas
0: okay and so Just he like thinks smoke. he's got, like, a yeah.
1: grenade. Yeah, it's going to blow up in his mouth, and then it doesn't, and he's, like, shit himself.
0: Yeah, okay. And
1: it's like, he kind of claps from relief. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise, all those other people, like you said, would drop their
0: grenades and kaboom. Yeah, big mess, yeah.
1: But, I mean, it's it's better to leave, don't you think, this guy who can then go directly to the mob and be, like, this clown is the one who robbed us? Because he needs his legend to be built up to them before he pops up and does the magic trick. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... When we get to the talk show, introducing, like, this is Gotham, what, nine months later, I think they've said, after Batman Begins? Yeah, sure. Um, Anthony Michael Hall, the talk show guy, goes hard at Mayor Richard Alpair with, uh, Mr. Mayor, you were elected in a campaign to clean up the city. When are you going to start?
0: <laughs> I also like the, uh, like, it's about to do, like, a drug deal or something here, like, this guy's buying some yeah. some dope. And it's yeah. like, nah, man, I don't like it because like there's like a fucking bat signal in the air. <laughs> uh,
1: the bat signal, where where it is, where Gordon usually meets Batman, is in full view of like twenty skyscrapers. Yeah,
0: this movie yeah. might have the biggest like uh, chasm between the acting talent of the leads versus all the like minor extras, because like but, the Soul delivery of, so of almost every non like actor like main actor character in this is like cringy.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they're real people. <laughs> yeah. But, like, imagine if you were just working late one night and you look out the window and you're like, holy motherfucking shit, there's the Batman.
0: I guess it's just on every night.
1: Yeah, yeah seemingly, like, Gordon's just like, I just turn this thing on all every night. Okay, I, I was going to save this for the end. At the end of this movie, 100%, Gordon's wife leaves him, right?
0: I, I mean, we know she has by The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Like
1: he's never seen those kids again. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, then the scarecrow pops up.
0: <laughs> they they really do drop constant hints throughout this movie about Wurtz and Ramirez, which like the first time you watch it, you you're not gonna pick up on it just because like you're focused on other things, you know. But like she mentions when she like brings coffee to Gordon up on the roof. He's like, Oh, mom's hospital, yeah, mom's yeah. in the hospital. Um you get a lot of like, oh scum, like Wurtz and Ramirez, you know, like Harry Like it's all there to pick up on, but like you just don't notice it because you're you're focused well, on something else.
1: Well, oh, and I think you're thinking, well, Gordon vouches for them. So they're fine. I think even Rachel says that, right? Yeah. So he's, he's Gordon, he vouched for them. But like and in the dead. first movie, it's like Gordon's no rat. He's just not going to take a taste. And I think he even says to Harvey Dent here, like, I have to work with what I've got,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> Harvey it's his, Dent his is his like, fuck judgment.
0: your enlightened centrism.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like his poor judgment is is the cause for a lot of this shit.
0: Yeah. And we got the Chechen <laughs> here. The i told you my compound would take you places i like the idea that like this is the only drug hookup in the city like batman's like shut down all the other like drug dealers or something or drug suppliers it's and so like fair. the only drug they have is like a fear toxin and it's like probably the worst experience of your life if you take it but like the junkies are like well, i need something so yeah sure go ahead
1: <laughs> When they just bring the one guy yeah. who's like tweaking on it this is one of my customers
0: <laughs> my business needs repeat customers
1: uh, he's not on my like, rankings at the end, but the Chechen is fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's
1: having a good time. Oh, I,
0: I think I went 15 deep on my rankings, so I'm pretty sure I got him on oh,
1: I might have to do a quick <laughs> adjustment to get him in there.
0: <laughs> and like the fake Batmans. Real Batman Ta- has like this weird like attachment on his arm that's pretty dumb. And I feel like probably only exists like because it was like like every Batman we watch, you can always tell like there are some requirements from Warner Brothers to sell toys. You know, so it's like he's got to have like a weird new costume gimmick. Like, there's got to be like weird stuff in it that, like, you know, is just there for the toys. And I feel like I, that the weird thing on his arm is one of them.
1: I see. I don't know. I feel like if Warner Brothers like if they sent that memo, I feel like Christopher Nolan's like response is like, "What I'm going to give you is going to be so lame from a yeah. toy
0: perspective." <laughs> yeah, nobody. I, I, it would not shock me at all if that was a requirement. Like, we need Batman to have a sonar suit, and we need him to have like a weird toy attachment thing.
1: The sonar suit, which is just his usual outfit, only the eyes go kind of white, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the comics. But, like, it just, like, bends the barrel of guns. And then it's, like, I don't know what his thinking is when he's, like, trying to rip at the side of the van. Because it's, like, gonna like you're not going to pull it up.
0: Yeah, he's going to cut, cut the whole thing, out thing out over.
1: You're like, put your head in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, the, you really notice, like, the big, ridiculous, thick neck mm-hmm. in this one. You know, like when he's like, I, I kind of like the bit where the one of the fake Batmans gets the view of like real Batman. Like he gets on the ledge, he like takes a breath, <laughs> he like does his calculations, and yeah. he just drops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of the fake Batmans just has an Uzi, which like, I feel like it'd been like 15 years since I'd seen an Uzi in a movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them like a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> they're just armed. They're just going to shoot people with their hockey pads. But it's it's such an interesting – the idea that, like, other vigilantes would, like, tool up and dress as Batman. Escalation. Like, yeah, but it's not remotely what I thought would happen. There's, like, such a course correction from the Batman Begins to this movie.
0: Well, this movie is like so I, much more of a crime movie than a comic book movie, you know?
1: Yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of obvious things that could be set up from that movie. And then when it came time to actually get into it, you know, like, talking with Jonathan Nolan – I feel like Chris Nolan is like, you know, a lot of those things just don't interest me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's do the things that interest me. <laughs> um, escalation is my uh, nightmare. I think it's time that the moviegoers were frightened of it, too. Um,
0: Batman just yeah. getting like plowing right into that pillar there as he like falls off the van. Ouch. Pretty hardcore. Yeah, ouch. Oh, and like as soon as Batman could turn his head, you're like, why the fuck was the costume not always like that?
1: hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. When he looks at, it, he's just like, ah, oh, you want to turn your head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense.
0: <laughs> how does Batman get inside this uh, bank vault here?
1: There's a lot of that in
0: this yeah. movie, which you like, know what? just really he's Batman. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, like, how does he get into the interrogation room with the Joker?
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I guess they had to like turn out all the lights beforehand and have the Batman go in there and hide, and then like you know bring the joker in and seat him down and then turn the light on yeah is the joker is is just being like this is a little weird but okay
1: (laughs) there's like well i love that that table too is there's the little lamp on the table as well (laughs) i mean there's there's a couple well at least at this one i like that like when he's in the vault um like gordon tells ramirez to leave Mm -hmm. you know like at least somebody else saw batman
0: (laughs) yeah reedy's bills um, if there's one if there's- thing that kind of stands out to me in this movie versus Batman Begins, I feel like they they amped up his Batman voice even more. And it sounds yes. like he has a cold the whole time, which apparently like that's all eighty yards, So it didn't originally sound that way.
1: It sounds better, though, doesn't it?
0: Than the first movie? I would say so. Yeah. I feel like he, it sounds like he has a cold through the whole movie, especially mm. late in the movie. Uh, it It's like Batman. someone's holding your nose as you talk is what it sounds like. Um can I just say,
1: what a disservice I did to Katie Holmes in the previous episode.
0: Oh. As well. Mm. Yeah, we'll get there. She was tremendous, and I would have loved to have seen her in The Dark Knight. <laughs> I, I don't think it's, I mean, it, it's a lot her, it's also the script, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, lightly rated Jim bills, Gordon? He's, he's a, a friend. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to piss him off. What do you think of the new Batcave situation here?
1: Um, number one, I think the where it's physically located, like how you access it doesn't make any sense. Because Alfred pulls up. It's like
0: below this weird crane situation, yeah.
1: Yeah, like on this construction site below this, like uh, what do you call those things? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this definitely feels like Chris like Wunderland went to Chicago the, and was like, that looks cool. <laughs> you know, let's shoot yeah. that.
1: Well, like so Alfred undoes this padlock. Uh-huh. Which presumably just hangs open. How did how did Bruce Wayne get in? Are there multiple of those kind of like elevators with those little packing crate things? I don't
0: know what they're called. Worst movie ever.
1: Shipping crates. Can't I don't know. explain yeah. it. Ginormous freaking elevator. A lot of lights in the new Batcave. I
0: mean, it looks cool visually. It's not necessarily a batcave though. I don't know. It's it no, It's, it's, it's cool different. but I don't know. It's it's fine for this movie but it's not my preferred like Batman so, location.
1: In the comics there was there was a stretch I want to say it was mostly in the 80s where Bruce Wayne went to go live in like a penthouse in the Wayne Tower.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he had like a new batcave that was below the building. And it was you know not like this, but like that was the idea it was like like I need to be more in the city, I need yeah. to be more of a playboy. Like, having a mansion out in the middle of nowhere is creepy. Traffic. Um, yeah, traffic. Ser- seriously, it's, it's a half an hour to get back to Gotham. <laughs> I'm jumping over waterfalls and shit to get there. Uh, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, the, Especially when they when they leave the one point and all the lights are turning out as they're trying to make their way back to the platform mm-hmm. that goes up. That seems dangerous. That seems like an ADA nightmare. But this looks like uh, the fucking room from the end of 2001, but with computers.
0: He's got, like, his exposition television channels on all the uh, screens there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whenever, like, a new topic comes up that Alfred mentions, it's just like, oh, look, there, it's on his TV. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, Let's watch five different screens of this Joker video. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh,
1: so Alfred brings up Batman's interest in Harvey Dent isn't just whether or not he's corrupt. It's because Rachel Dawes is also dating another one of her bosses. Batman becomes Sadman.
0: Sadman. Speaking of Rachel Dawes. Yes. So... I've been trying to put my finger on exactly what is it between these two movies that isn't working for me. I think the the Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal transition's a big part of it. But I think mm-hmm. the writing too. So Rachel Dawes, she goes from being like this passionate idealist who rides the subway with the people, you know, mm-hmm. to like this kind of smug name-dropping socialite who only rubs shoulders with the city elite and kind of sees fighting crime as like an occupational game without real stakes, you know? She's just like oh the fact they're trying to kill you means it's you know like it's it's working or whatever like she just seems so glib about everything like it's none of this really matters to her and like it's all a game like I don't know it's it's such a big shift I don't know if they're trying to make her unlikable on purpose so when they kill her off it won't like be as sad or something but
1: I mean yeah she's 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 played as a completely different character, played by a different actress. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to make that match. Let me run through a bit that we can come back to so I can get to where you are. There's this nice nod to Harvey Dent's original origin. They sidestep that yeah. mm-hmm. where he dismantles the dude's gun while on the witness stand. I mean, they're straight up writing that character, like he's young Robert Redford. And then as they're walking out of that, like you're talking about, am I crazy or is Rachel super horned up? Oh, no, she's like, you could you court. could
0: take the afternoon off so we could go fuck, basically, is what she's saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just like, this is very different from, like I said, Passion Idealist. You know, she rode the subway. She's, you know, down there with the people, like, you know, trying to fight against a corrupt system. And here, she seems like she's part of that system and she's enjoying herself. And mm-hmm. it's like, maybe today we get the mob. Maybe we don't. I don't really care. I'm one of the city's elite.
1: Well, and in, in the movie walks this middle ground of like enough time has passed since the previous movie that maybe some of these people have new roles or what have you. Harvey Dent, obviously, this isn't like day two of him being a DA. Yeah. He's been DA for a little while. So when she says, oh, Jim Gordon, he's a friend actually, they should have had this conversation long ago. Like like presumably dealing
0: with the commissioner
1: through the course of your job as, as assistant or AD, as ADA like yeah. would have happened already. This would have this wouldn't be your opportunity. To yeah, I mean, it's
0: drop. it's exposition. Yeah, but it comes off as name dropping, and it's just a terrible line reading. Um, yeah. Did you read about some of the other actors who wrote for this role? God, who uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, oh, which ethical. would have been funny, just like the whole Buffy, you know, Katie Holmes thing. Um, Isla Fisher, which I can't see at all. Oh. Emily Blunt and Rachel McAdams both would have been better. I uh, I don't know. Would have been a waste of them, but would have been better. Yeah. Also, I'm like
1: not, all, sure. all of these people also would have been great cat women. I mean, no, no, no diss to my my girl, Anne Hathaway, who's fantastic. I, I think a lot of actors would have attacked this role differently. And I don't know. Maybe she was just told this is how I want you to play it.
0: I mean, it's how she's written too. you know, yeah. like, um, guess how much older Maggie Gyllenhaal is in Katie Holmes? I bet she's younger. She's not really how much yeah, older. Just one year. Okay. She seems older though, maybe yeah. it's just the way they've written her.
1: She I doesn't... meant that as an ironic statement that she might yeah. be younger
0: <laughs> like it, it, it before looking that up, I would have guess at least five years older like she's she's playing it much older here,
1: so had the Joker been successful in like something to maybe potentially seduce Rachel or whatever if that was his goal, that means he would have nailed two Jill Hawk kids <laughs> on screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take that, Egot. Double whammy. <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand. Yeah, bland, yeah. I don't understand this court case at all. It seems to rely entirely on a witness saying moroni is the new boss. Like, is that enough to convict somebody? It's like, and then, like, do, is that it? Yeah. Do you need some sort of actual evidence, or is it just yeah. enough to have a witness say, yeah, that guy's the boss of a crime family, and then he's convicted?
1: Also, it seems like that guy has just got a gun sitting in his lap. <laughs> like yeah. the judge could see the gun. <laughs>
0: well, and he's just like a walking cliche, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, I'm the new boss. Moroni's a fall guy. This also, might be I'll ben show Robert. you style. Yeah. This might be Eric Roberts' best role ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's more depth, if you could call it that, to Moroni here than you'd really expect. For, yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not like giving him, you know, you always fear what you don't understand. Yeah. They're not giving him like big speeches or anything, but he works. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyways, they start I suggest hitting you, you buy American.
1: Who, yeah, they start hitting you so you know real quick Harvey Dent is Gotham's White Knight. So you can kind of guess where that's going.
0: Wait, what do you think of Aaron Eckhart is, Harvey Dent?
1: As Harvey Dent, I think he's great.
0: Okay. I think we agree on that. Yeah, Harvey, I think he's Harvey, great. Harvey I mean, Dent. There's,
1: There's the argument that he's the protagonist, and it's his fall. I mean, he's going full Anakin in this movie. I hate you. I mean, you could argue that Batman is Obi-Wan, Joker is Sheev Palpatine. I don't know. I mean.
0: Don't use that name. (laughs) Don't talk like them. You're not one of those people.
1: (laughs) Maggie Gyllenhaal is just like, Harvey, you're breaking my heart.
0: So in this Harvey- movie too, Gordon mumbles too much. Like the scene where he's talking to Harvey Dent in his office, mm-hmm. it's it's like irritating the more I watch it. I'm like, speak up, Gordon. He's like, If mm-hmm. you've got a problem with my equipment, I suggest you talk to maintenance.
1: Yeah. Why is he meaning this, this random like lieutenant from the police force? Like Gordon and his in his rank should be like a dime a dozen dude. And
0: he really like after watching Batman Begins in this, he comes off as just a shill for the police. Like he's like constantly looking the other way and defending corrupt cops,
1: <laughs> the blue line.
0: Yeah, thin blue line, man. <laughs> like, I mean, like that's Harvey Dent that's is just like, yo, your your people are corrupt, and he's just like, nah, I work with what I have, you know. Like, my you know my partner in the last movie was like on the take, and I just looked the other way and didn't say anything.
1: My God, that that, that this whole argument in America, this whole Black Lives Matter, like people who are against Black Lives Matter. You obviously love the police. That's fantastic. Hold them to a little higher esteem. Hold them fucking accountable to all their bullshit. But yeah, Gordon. Just in the first movie alone, it's it's right there. Like, oh, I'm no rat. You're <laughs> all corrupts, but I'm not going to say anything. God forbid. God fucking forbid. I expect my coworkers to do the right thing. I wonder if that was
0: way. a holdover from the old uh, Gordon has beer and cheats on his wife version of the script, where he was very like morally compromised. You know
1: but I got the impression from that jokey review of that stupid sounding script, which is coming from Batman year one. Cause in Batman year mm-hmm. one, it's played as G- Gordon's an honest cop. And like the fucking toll of that is it distances himself from his like marriage. Mm-hmm. And like, he has like the fucking banging hot, like coworker. it's like the only person he can relate to. Cause he can't talk to his wife about how, you know, hard it is in his job. And so then of course they start like making out, but like, I don't know. I mean, Gordon's Gordon's not great. He's not doing great. And I, it's funny. I walked out of these movies like loving Gary Oldman, loving yeah. like Commissioner Gordon. Um, and I think really it all comes out of the goodwill of him putting the coat on that kid's shoulders right after his parents have been killed.
0: Yeah, when he really stopped to think about it, he kind of sucks.
1: Mm.
0: I'm still trying I mean, to understand. I like, him.
1: I like him in the the, the chase sequence. And we got you, you son of a bitch. And I kind of like I remember in the original watching this cheering. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're getting the big job tomorrow, Gordon, or whatever. It's like, yeah. And yeah, it's like, well, maybe that wasn't a great job. Maybe, yeah. maybe you really don't have any other qualified <laughs> police officers take on this role.
0: Yeah, I'm still trying to understand exactly what Wayne Enterprises was doing with Lau here. Like, what this joint venture is all about. Like, he's a yeah. money launderer, but I guess he has a legitimate business as, like, what? Like, a, just an investment firm or something? Like, why would Wayne Enterprises need to work with him?
1: Right. I I mean, I assume that if you have a double helipad, you have to have some kind of legitimate front to your business.
0: And like, did Bruce set the whole thing up? Like, did he already know that Lau or did he already suspect Lau was dirty before he set the joint venture up? That's what he's implying, right? Well, kind of. But it's like, what was the point of this, Bruce? Like, were you just going to, like, snub him eventually?
1: Well, and the way he, he sets it up, too, is I think this guy's crooked. I presume that I think he's involved with the local mafia. I'm going to bring him to America. Have him have a new meeting with my people. I'm not going to say shit to them. Especially Mm -hmm. my boy, Lucius. I'm not going to say fucking shit to him. Just see his read. And I'm going to sleep through the snap. Yeah. Or this, this meeting.
0: Also, why is Mr. Reese even at that meeting? He's just like a lowly, like finance lawyer. That's a board meeting.
1: Yeah. I like that. Like Reese's primary thing is how unprofessional it is. This billionaire playboy boss is sleeping through the meetings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You should be lucky; you have a job.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs>
1: um, or are we at the dinner party?
0: Uh let's see. Is that the next scene? Let me oh, let me sure. see. Let check my notes here. Oh, um, yeah. So not the dinner party, but the uh, like the hotel date, thing. The, yeah, yeah. The date. Let's that push the tables together. Yeah. So total cheese ball move by Harvey here, where the the Russian ballerina is just like, maybe you're this is a Batman, you know. And he, like, uses this as an excuse to basically brag about how he's plowing the assistant DA. He's just like, somebody would know if I was sneaking out at night. You know what I'm saying? Smell my finger. It's like, what a weird reaction.
1: First of all, again, I really like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne when he puts on this front.
0: Oh, he's great. Especially, this is one of the few times that Rachel is interesting as a character in this movie because she's, like, reacting to Bruce, you, you know?
1: Yeah, like the fake Bruce and like, yeah. knowing what he's been on. But just the whole, like, let's push some tables together. I don't think they allow that. I think they will. I own the place. Um, But, like, the way he, like, condescends to Harvey, just yeah. like, so you like the ballet, huh?
0: <laughs> well, but, like, he's all like, I, somebody would know if I was sneaking out at night. It's like, okay, dude, like, yeah, we get it. You're dating. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> like,
1: I just had sex! Yeah. <laughs> Um, But he has to defend how Gotham City is run to a Russian ballerina, which is normal dinner party talk. He was just like, let me tell you an anecdote about like the Romans defending their cities because mm-hmm. that, that's that works. And then of course, Bruce is just like, you don't understand. One fundraiser of my pals, you'll never need another cent. <laughs> Nobody throws a party like Bruce Wayne. It ends in violence and
0: destruction. Christian Bale is amazingly good as his like uh, public Bruce Wayne persona. Yeah, yeah. I think you ought to uh, learn where your jurisdiction is.
1: I think that's one of, it's been a while since I watched now. That's maybe, or the first half of it. Like, that's one of the things that I really miss about the possibilities of Dark Knight Rises.
0: Uh, you get was, a little like getting, bit of it.
1: Do you, though? Because he goes from, like, weird hermit drinking his own piss. Bruce Wayne. Oh, you you uh, get
0: the, uh, it's pronounced Ibiza. Uh, uh, that's oh, an yeah. iconic moment. Yeah. It's, it's amazing
1: what a knee brace will do for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. You get some more white knight here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyways, this Russian ballerina like she's she's really keeping this conversation going because Bruce and uh Rick George are just fucking spectators.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like you wanna fucking get in on this? <laughs> Don't you hate that when four people were having a conversation and two of them are asleep? Um so we get the the group therapy sessions, the magic trick. Um the the russian guy he just really likes jokers anarchy laden style
0: great joker costume we haven't mentioned yeah. that yet but like it's a perfect kind of gritty movie update you know like the the makeup and the hair it's it's less like uh i don't know clownish but more terrifying because of that you know it isn't like bright green hair but it's got the green in it the suit is well, really like cool the idea that Anybody could do this look. Yeah, unfortunately, anybody has.
1: Yeah, including Creeps
0: in the Office. I- Iconic Office joke about this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the magic trick. There's there's something about the Joker. He has this kind of plain spoken practicality that makes him so enticing. You know, if you're mm. good at something, never do it for free. Um,
1: yeah. You're like, oh, well, that's the thing is he he seduces you into like starting to agree with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when you re- call me when you're ready to start taking this seriously. Here's my card. You know, it's simple. We kill
1: well and just the way he like sticks it to them like uh what happened your balls drop off
0: how much you want uh half
1: it's simple we kill the batman yeah oh just like like the moment you brought up earlier you think you can just steal from me yeah Mm -hmm. i mean there's no there's no follow-up it's immediate it's confident um uh so go back to lucius's office I really want his bookshelf elevator.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lucius has got a pretty goddamn cool office there. Um, the new bat suit, like I said, once you see it, you're like, why Why did it take this long for Batman to be able to turn his head? I mean, it looks good, I think. And it it seems more practical that it's mm-hmm. like a bunch of little pieces now, you know, and uh, you get the, like the Chekhov's like Bat Gauntlet razor things that shoot out.
1: Oh, nothing is wasted in a Nolan Like Mm -hmm. if, if something comes up in a Nolan movie, it's coming up later. Like I, I, there's that, there's the dog. I'm just the dogs in general,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, the dogs come up later. It's like, this is fear later on. But like part of me would be worried if Nolan ever did like his knives out movie, (laughs) like, would you be (laughs) able to guess everything from the first three scenes? Um, But yeah, it looks totally, totally
0: sticks it to uh, Harvey Dent by absconding with the Russian ballet when they had tickets.
1: But he's wearing literally the same outfit from the previous movie at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, like even in Batman Returns, it's like an update of that costume. Oh, it always was, yeah. You know, like he's wearing the exact same outfit and he has this new outfit. And this new outfit is the one he continues to wear into Dark Knight Rises. So Mm -hmm. it's like if Nolan is getting those memos about like we need toys, I don't think he cares that much. He's like, I'll give give you blockbusters instead.
0: I'm sure the memos were coming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they were coming. Um, But yeah, so they need a cover for leaving. Um, so Harvey and Rachel do go to their, their ballet the performance is cancelled I love what the theater puts up the love boat article I know.
0: you're like okay in
1: case, you, in case you angry ticket holders are wondering
0: blame get this off guy our fucking- yeah. what do these like South Korean smugglers think about picking up Batman or they're just like whatever some some guy from America he paid us I like think, 20 they grand don't they
1: know it's Batman they just think it's a but guy they know
0: on the way out like he's in a Batman costume when they pick him up
1: oh on the plane yeah. yeah
0: the skyhook thing which is apparently a real thing yeah
1: well, which i think i think that's a different group than the the guys in the boat i mean i guess
0: you'd would hire two different sets of smugglers sure yeah. yeah but still like one of those groups is like oh we just picked up batman that's weird
1: yeah um leaving alfred with a boat full of russian ballerinas
0: and they all just hang out on a boat for i don't know a day or two
1: alfred alfred has sex with one of those ballerinas right i don't know i mean he's michael kane yeah at that, the heart of it he's michael kane
0: i mean i guess they're all all the ballerinas are assuming that like bruce is probably on the dl and like going somewhere else and they're mm-hmm. all gonna keep their mouths shut about it. i guess
1: he's tom cruising it yeah he's, yeah he's uh he's bash from glow yeah um so joker goes to take out gamble who's giving him shit
0: joker seemingly kills gamble by like cutting his cheek
1: yeah, giving him the same Glasgow smile that he has, presumably.
0: Like, somehow that kills him. We, we never really see what happens there, but sure.
1: I mean, I guess it's like hand wave. You just know from the guy's yeah, reaction. It's, it's PG-13, yeah.
0: Yeah. The, uh, we're going to have tryouts. It's pr- one of the most savage things in this movie, probably. You're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, but just, I mean, there's some, there's some,
0: do you want to know how I got
1: these scars? My father was a drinker. a a bit of a fiend for Mojitos. Um, Yeah. So then uh, Hong Kong. Lucius Fox lands in his helicopter. There's ADR, the guy saying, sorry, Mr. Lauer aggressively can't meet you in person today, presumably because the next scene is Lucius Fox then down in the lobby handing over his fake cell phone. Do you think they realized at some point during the editing process, like, why is he on a helicopter on the helipad? And then he's like at the very bottom of the building. Like, it's, do we need to throw on the line here?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. It's like he's landing on a different building or something. Well,
1: because if it's the next day, he's wearing the same
0: suit. Yeah. I I mean, mostly we just need to get the cell phone there. It's funny. This is, what, 2008? So this was probably shot pre-iPhone. So we weren't quite there yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. These ridiculous phones that he's using. Uh-huh. Um, but we can't be to do business with whatever you're accused of being. <laughs> well, the guy is such a dick about it, too.
0: Yeah, you don't want I know.
1: Intentionally waste your time. Oh no, just accidentally. Oh, just accidentally. My time. Yeah. And he's like, huh, accidentally. Very good.
0: <laughs> I remember seeing this. It really felt like kind of mind blowing that, like, whoa, Batman left Gotham City. He went to Hong Kong. Like, you can well, do that.
1: Following the news on like uh what were the sites at the time? Was it still Corona? Were we still doing Corona coming attractions?
0: Uh, I feel like that was out of favor by then. We probably. Were dark I'm not sure. I feel like most of those faded it's away. It cool? It's probably ain't it cool and like actual credible news sources.
1: Um. So following this though, and like, oh, they're gonna go film some stuff in Hong Kong. Part of me stupidly was like, ooh, they're gonna like add to like the Gotham City skyscape, like yeah, cityscape. It's 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 Chicago meets Hong Kong, which I remember being interested. Like, it's such a weird detail when her came out. You know, they film stuff in Hong Kong for the exterior of future L.A.
0: Yeah, I should say I didn't really follow the production of this movie at all. For whatever reason, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, like, I think I was like moving probably at the time and like working a graveyard shift for whatever reason. I, and I I think I didn't have a computer for part of that, so I wasn't paying as much attention to like I don't know, movie news. But like I know a lot of people are mad about the Heath Ledger thing. I was kind of like, oh, that's Makes sense i knew you know i'd seen him in brokeback mountain so i was like oh he's like a serious actor like i never was like part of the whole like mad that he got casting or anything like that um but i didn't really know anything about like what was going to be in this movie i just knew that like the joker was in it like i had no idea they'd shot in hong kong or any of that
1: i think uh once they announced the heath ledger casting because i remember it was all over the fucking place and it was a lot of older actors like danny glover robin williams michael keaton um, where people who were yeah, like yeah. suggested and then once it was like, it was like, Oh, it's going to be Heath Ledger. I remember thinking like, okay, obviously I have no idea what they're doing here. And that was kind of, I don't know if I was excited about him, but I was excited about the uncertainty. Cause I mean, following news of a Nolan movie, good fucking luck. Like putting that cohesively together into understanding sp- something in a spoilerly fashion, like following the news about tenant. It might be about time travel. Who knows? Um, But, like, do you remember, like, all the synopses for Inception that got out there?
0: not sure if I really followed that movie that close together. I think I tend to not really pay that much attention to Christopher Nolan movie news for whatever reason, like, Interstellar or any of that. Like, I'm aware that they're happening, and I'm like, I'll see it when it comes out. I think after the prestige and the Batman
1: movies, it was decided that a Christopher Nolan movie could be fucking anything mm-hmm. because some of the clearly bullshit like inception spoiler things was it's about a group of thieves who use their minds to travel back to the dawn of the universe. And it's like, Oh, interesting. And it's like, wait, that doesn't seem remotely possible, yeah. but interesting. How does that in- include like a hallway fight? Hmm. You know, like, I mean, like 10, it could be about literally fucking anything. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I, I my uh, general stop. policy, I, I I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I usually don't really pay that much attention to like production news about Nolan movies, and just go and see them when they come out.
1: They're just it's like a, it's like a Wes Anderson movie, and in a lot of ways, like there's a huge cast, and they're all talented people. Yeah, and you're like, what are you gonna do with them? That's gonna be exciting. Um. So, anyways, you think the security guard would remember if he remembers specifically enough to stop Lucius Fox and say, "Oh, hey, do you want your cell phone back?" He would then be concerned about why Lucius Fox is like, oh, no, this is my cell phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if this is like a CEO, you're not going to suspect him of being up to something, you know.
1: Well, it's interesting because later on we see in that drawer, there's a lot of lost and found cell phones there, which is equally concerning. But I guess we didn't know about the the abilities of technology Mm
0: -hmm. at the time. Um, I mean, it's a pretty fun little action sequence, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Batman, Batman goes gliding. to Hong Kong, yeah. some shit up, and then just takes off. Yeah,
1: yeah. Skyhook. Uh, he, he does the comic book thing. He just leaves Lau on the steps of police headquarters with a police yeah. lieutenant Gordon note.
0: All the uh, stuff like the lawyer talk with Lau there about Rico. It's kind of cringy. Uh, like I feel like Whoa. this is the part of the movie, even though that was a fun sequence. It's like, hey, can we get back to the Joker?
1: Which well, is fascinating too, because they go into that and it's never once that they say Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act of nineteen seventy.
0: It it just feels very surface, yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of like fun touches there. Like the, the courtroom scene is funny. Like no like Nolan jokes are like these little moments. You know, like how do you plead? And like all the like like yeah. five hundred people start like like making noise. But little touch of the judge, like going to the documents, finds the Joker card, and what the fuck is this anyway?
0: Well, like did Rachel um, Dawes not know what Rico was until she was reminded of it?
1: I don't know. Hey, she's not the DA, all right? She's the ADA.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: I like that he he turns off the thing mid her questioning. It's just like, Rico, we mm-hmm. got him. <laughs> so Lau's deal is pretty sweet. I'll give you ledgers and information. I want to keep all of their money.
0: <laughs> He's good with calculation. He, he says that like five times.
1: Which I would be seriously concerned about, like, how safe do I think I am in Hong Kong when the fucking Batman just absconded <laughs> from my own building with me. Uh, um. So people are in danger, including Major Richard Alpair. Uh, All the public servants in Gotham well, it's, have great windows in their office.
0: It's a good thing that they're so quick on, like, the DNA testing and whatnot. You know, the Joker's, like, leaving all these clues to point them to the next plot point. It's like, oh, he, he put the DNA for three different people who we all have like DNA sources for that we can look up, you know.
1: Also, when you hear that someone's DNA has been found yeah. somewhere, what do you think you're dealing with?
0: Yeah. what? You, how, how did he get it? doesn't matter. You know,
1: I can't think of anything less relevant than Jared Leto's DNA. Um, but yeah, so I love that when Richard Alpera is like dressing down Harvey Dent and the others, he's like just waving this cigar cutter thing <laughs> yeah. in the hand the whole
0: time. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> pockets are gonna need a lot lighter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they hang the hockey pads guy outside, like outside the mayor's office. Keith um, Ledger directed and shot all these Joker home videos, which makes sense. Yeah, um, the guy like he's, he's like terrorizing this guy Brian. He's like, "Why are you dressed like Batman?" And he's like, "He's a symbol that we don't have to be scared of scum like you." Oh, yeah, you do, you do <laughs> Brian. You do.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> look it, at me. Look at me. Yeah, this scene where it's right before they start watching the news when Bruce is like, there's like a bunch of caterers in the background in his penthouse, like setting up for mm-hmm. this party, this fundraiser, mm-hmm. and like Alfred walks over and is like loudly having this conversation that like is about Batman associating with like the criminal underworld, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like there's people ten feet away.
1: Well, I don't know. Is it? Is it like? Is he saying you are Batman?
0: He's, he says something about you spend all your time like with the criminal underworld or something like that. I don't know. It's it's a, it would be a weird conversation over here for sure.
1: I mean, he's he's uh, he's got a penthouse. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure his caterers have heard this shit before. Again, my point from the last one, like the caterers haven't seen a butler dragging an unconscious woman out of a, a rich guy's like mansion before. Hello,
0: True, true. But so that the, was
1: before Jeffrey Epstein was murdered.
0: The the video here, this definitely kind of like in, in that time period, this is when we started like getting like horrific things being captured on video and like being aired on the evening news, you know, um, like, uh,
1: Blair Witch Project. Yeah.
0: No, no. Like, um, I can't like remember the guys name, or- the, the beheadings. Yeah. Shit like that. You know, like the, like cameras were much more ubiquitous in the mid two thousands and like that kind of stuff started popping up more often. So this definitely reminded me of that.
1: Well, you had, you had the news lady in the seventies who shot herself on TV,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Christine, whatever her name was.
0: Yeah, they made a movie about it with Rebecca Hall. Called Christine.
1: Yeah, um, So the party, you know, Harvey shows up. Oh, you must be Alfred. Any psychotic ex boyfriends I should know about? Oh, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> a good speech by Bruce, but like, dude, you can't play the uh, remember how you said you'd wait for me card when she's in a relationship with someone. Like, you just can't. You, See, you can't bring that up until she dumps him.
1: Here's the thing: Harvey Dent represents to Bruce what he wishes he had. Yeah, the ability to fight all these dark forces, the face and the name, to do it right, to do it in the light. I didn't mean to make that rhyme. He's willing to support Harvey in that goal because Harvey's the guy in that goal or that role right now. I didn't mean to make that rhyme either. Mm. But here's yeah, the catch:
0: get that under control.
1: He's coming for that girl.
0: He really is. Yeah. He also shows up to a black tie event with three ladies in colorful dresses. Classic. He knows the role. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, but again, this is a Bruce Wayne who's like Alfred. I've never nutted before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe maybe not yeah it's unclear I,
1: I like beating up criminals I do
0: like like despite what he says about really believing in Harvey Dent like he's definitely getting a few shots in you know
1: yeah yeah oh you like ballet huh yeah all this stupid campaign ads I believe in Harvey and I'm like well she's just like Harvey may not know you well enough that you're making fun of him and he's like Rachel calm your tits I'm totally on his side
0: but still, I kind of burned him.
1: Yeah. I burned him in front of like a bunch of people who are going to write him checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I kind of like Commissioner Loeb's one moment here where like they're in the office and he's like, Gordon, you aren't likely to discover this for yourself. So let me tell you. <laughs> The Commissioner Gordon gets a lot of threats against him, and I found the appropriate response to them
0: what drinking. Is, what is in first of all, he pours himself like the weakest pour ever. There's like 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 a well, tiny little puddle at the bottom of that glass.
1: It, it reminded me just a little I wanted to do the Widmore, where he pulls oh, out yeah. the two glasses and just
0: pours one. Also, what is in that what is, is it like acid in there and like it's smoking later?
1: I presume it's the same shit from the world's not enough, where it's like once he touches it.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: that's the one movie the Joker is
0: seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the judge gets the note that just says "up." Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Were they like waiting for her to look up before they hit the detonator? I don't know. I liked all the cards like falling down. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: the, I like that they're just like drive yourself to the safe house.
0: Yeah, she's I like, mean, are, sure. Okay.
1: Are the other cops are like they're like I don't know if we're supposed to follow you. Hmm. We were just given an envelope, so...
0: Definitely, like, Bruce coming up behind Harvey Dent here to choke him out. Yeah. As well, he's, as, like, proposing marriage, yeah.
1: Well, as he's also just like, just tell me if it's another guy. It's not that loser Bruce Wayne.
0: Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce, like, locks him in a closet and then, like, you know border or, you know re, restrains it or whatever you know bolsters the uh, closet with like a broom through the handles yeah and then he eventually jumps out a window to rescue Rachel and the Joker's up there with all his henchmen and all these rich people and they're like Harvey's not here okay later we'll yeah, just peace. leave it, it wouldn't Laters. be that hard to find Harvey if you really look through his penthouse you'd be like oh that bo- that door is like re- being restrained like is something in there
1: yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm a nerd for this. Senator Patrick Lee, Democrat from Vermont, yeah. gets to appear in his third of five Batman movies. That's the guy who says, "We're not intimidated by thugs." And the Joker grabs him and says, "You know, you remind me of my father. I hated my father." <laughs> um, Lee he also did an episode of the animated series. He says this wasn't acting. He was truly terrified of Hugh Ledger. He was doing that good of a job. Um, I didn't realize when I knew that he had been in five of the movies I knew he'd been in Batman forever. Like I assumed he was just in a bunch of the older ones, but it turns out two of them were the Snyder movies, which is so sad. Really? Wow, that is sad. He's like one of the. He's like one of the fucking senators, like the grandma's peach tea scene, which is oof, oof. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I kind of appreciate that's like yeah, using your influence and power. Like I'm a huge Batman nerd. Please put me in a cameo in your movie.
0: Mm-hmm. It's cool. I wonder how yeah, Bernie so feels about, about that. Of... Who? Bernie. is, is a, Bernie fellow, a fellow senator from Vermont. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he's a Batman fan. I just wonder what he thinks about that.
1: Batman doesn't have room for socialists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a lot of lighting in the new temporary Batcave. Who does all that lighting? I mean, like, like Alfred and Bruce aren't building a whole lighting fixture, like a modern lighting fixture.
0: I mean, what was this for originally? Like seeing this is just like what, repurposed into a back cave.
1: What could this have been for originally? <laughs> like wh- what, 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 original purpose? I wonder. Um, cause it seems like it's industrial. There's like vehicles in there, right?
0: Well, it just says Tumblr, I think.
1: Oh, but still that's a heavy duty motherfucker. Um, I mean,
0: it's a fairly low ceiling too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Alfred explains that, you know, some men can't be bought fully with respect good- Mr.
0: Wayne. Perhaps this is a man you don't fully understand either. And then just legendary moment from Alfred here. A long time ago, I was in Burma. <laughs> You're like, what? Me and my friends were look, working for the local government, trying to buy the loyalty of tribal readers by bribing them with precious stones. At this point, why isn't Bruce like, wait, huh? When, when was this?
1: Like you just have this
0: whole what? fascinating history that I don't yeah. know
1: anything about. And I've never asked.
0: <laughs> you were hunting bandits who were stealing precious stones in Burma when?
1: But like you just go with it, though. Yeah. Even in the movie, you just go you're like, "Oh, cool, Alfred." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some well, men just want to watch the podcast burned.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably one of the most quoted and iconic lines in the movie. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I feel like that kind of encapsulates kind of the terrifying new reality of the 2000s. You know that that idea that kind of malevolent nihilism.
1: It's. So what I thought was interesting is – and I think we're both right. You talked about this as being the epitome of the Bush years.
0: Well, the Bush years but also just like 9-11 and the Iraq war and like kind of the soul of America being tested.
1: And I agree with you in the sense that I think that it is – this is the forerunner for where we are right now, which obviously isn't formed by all that. But to me, like, just the idea that some men just want to watch the bur- world burn, and I think about, like,
0: the puppets running our government right oh, now. Let me right ask now. you this. It's a little later in the movie, or at least for me. But when during this movie were you first – did it first enter your mind to think of Donald Trump?
1: Oh, shit. Um
0: it like in a rewatch or a just, I mean, like, like and, and it was like watching it now, like the, when you oh, just this, watched it. This moment right here. This moment, okay.
1: Th- I mean, the whole movie's a whole, but like this moment right here made me think about you know, like it's not like Putin is, is getting us to a certain point, it's that he just wants to watch America destabilized
0: and See, thrown yeah, into chaos. I thought about it a little later. I'll bring it up when we get there, but okay. yeah, that, I mean, that whole speech by Alfred, and then like the how did you catch him? And he's like, we burned the forest down. Like, yeah, later
1: on yeah mm-hmm. um there's a nice touch though in that thing i don't think it's like intentional but he's like you know alfred like criminals aren't that hard to understand they just want criminals
0: are so complicated like, yeah
1: yeah so he goes and he looks at the suit and then alfred starts telling a story and it's like he has to look away from the suit like he has to look away from his own system because as alfred's pointing out you don't get it mm-hmm. just, this is much deeper than the very simplistic psychology that you've developed here uh so i think we get to the point where Reese makes his threat to Lucius.
0: Well, there's this whole thing where like Batman goes and listens to like, uh, like the police radio and show, you know, you'll find Harvey Dent here. And then he's like, it's like Batman being a detective doing like ballistics testing. This makes absolutely no sense at all.
1: No, this, yeah, it's like something out of seven almost.
0: So it's like, he's, he's firing test bullets using a Gatling gun for some reason. But somehow it's firing, I don't know, like pistol bullets. Um, And then he's like scanning them, and somehow they can like reconstruct. I I guess the idea is that they're figuring out how the bullet will fragment so they can take the actual bullet fragments and put them back together correctly to get a fingerprint. It's like, it's nonsense, but like, I don't know, it looks cool, I guess.
1: Like, are you telling me that only Batman has this forensic know how? Like, you're telling me the cops can't do this?
0: I mean, I guess they probably wouldn't, but yeah. Which is
1: crazy to me. I mean, maybe they can't do it as fast. There's a bureaucracy, blah, blah, blah. But then half of it goes over to Lucius anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is just like, it looks like he's doing something, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, they're they're shooting bricks and comparing the bricks. And then there's some computer scanning stuff. And then we see a fingerprint as it all comes together. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Not really, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, whatever yeah but it's it's somehow it's part of the grand scheme of the joker like mm-hmm. which is it's, it's like the joker seven, it's knew he
0: would do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah that that part of it makes even less sense or it's like <laughs> we've traced the fingerprint to somebody who lives here and then we went there and there's like a bunch of cops tied up and like well, what a though, timer on that. this window for a window shade to pop up like to distract the snipers like okay yeah.
1: Commissioner Lopes, if you don't yeah. What I love about this though is that it further hits home because I think a lot of people watch the hospital room scene later and they take that to be like the Joker's being totally like cards on the table on his apartheid dent. And it's like, no, he's lying to him there. Well, he's he can't trust anything he's saying. Because his whole like, I don't make plans, I'm not a plans kind of guy, is obviously bullshit. He's got incredibly intricate, magical plans.
0: Yeah. Oh, he he <laughs> he adapts his monologues to who he's talking to, you know. Like. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, that was his his recruiting strategy for Harvey Dent was to kind of, you know, entice him with the idea of anarchy and chaos, mm-hmm. and you know, bringing fairness to it by flipping a coin.
1: It was said in the prophecy that the Jedi would bring order. Anyway, um, yeah, so like, Lucius gets in the compiled scan of the fingerprint and the bullet. Uh, he has heard of this thing from Reese, so he's. Confirming of Bruce Wayne that he's like reassigned R&D to government telecommunications, which we'll find out what that means later. Mm -hmm. Which I love is that like, okay, so Lucius has confirmed part of Reese's story. He doesn't feel like Bruce needs to know about this, uh, this threat. And even, but even Bruce is just like, Lucius, I'm kind of on a clock here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird expression. And he says, I'm playing this one. pretty close to the chest. He says that Bruce Wayne says that, and then later on, Harvey Dent will say to Gordon, "You played this one pretty close to the chest, didn't you?" I don't know.
0: That's like a poker term.
1: It's a it's a it's a popular Gotham City colloquialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got you know, Commissioner's funeral. Joker's in the honor guard. You do see the Joker very briefly without his makeup on. I love that. I love that it's like I kept thinking like they're going to do a thing where they reveal the scars aren't real, and I love that They are absolutely real.
0: Mm-hmm. I also love that we don't really know why how he got them. Nope. Nope. It's more interesting take note joker by todd phillips uh if you don't know um also we're like all his henchmen all wearing rachel dawes name tags here that's a good question
1: they're really? all hitting home the point yeah
0: yeah like Again, so if any of them really get, hoping caught, that you
1: get caught by harvey dent uh, yeah <laughs> what if batman caught them they, i mean i don't know maybe he's playing his hunch which is pretty obvious to everyone that batman's got a crush on rachel dawes mm-hmm. um a, like anyway, like I mean, how do you grow up in Metropolis and be like, wow, Superman really wants to fuck Lois Lane? Like that is palpable. You can taste it. Um, yeah. So it seems like James Gordon is killed.
0: I presume Him, and Gordon not telling his wife about his fake death. That's rough. Fucked
2: up.
0: Fucked up. Like, what the fuck, Gordon? Fucked <laughs> and up. And it's all because, like, what he's—is he like some amazing driver of like police SWAT vans or something?
1: Well, so I have a lot of questions about this. One. Would have been awesome if she slapped him twice, like in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, when is this plan hatched? Did he know that he was going to dive in front of a bullet? Is he just, like, laying there? Is he to say that, like, whole Is he, like, an opportunist?
0: Pretend like, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Is he just, like, oh, this will work?
1: Yeah. Like, it's, like, wh- whatever. Whatever this off screen plan was hatched by. I don't even think it's even really made clear if Batman's in on it. Any,
0: like, no, I don't think so. I mean, Gordon's plan and the Joker's plans make no sense at all. It's like, well, it's, that's convenient.
1: I mean, did he just like put on a SWAT uniform, including the mask, and like get in the truck? And they're just like, I assume you're the usual driver. Cool. Yeah. By the <laughs> Whatever, way, I'm Nikki.
0: <laughs> by the way, we're only an hour into a two and a half hour movie, so
1: <laughs> maybe you were right. Maybe this will be a long one. Yeah. God, I hope people really like to hear two white guys talk about Christopher Nolan.
0: Movies. I'm pretty sure there's no other podcast where a couple of white guys gush about Batman or The Dark Knight, so I think listen, we're good.
1: Listen, let's acknowledge some things real quick. He likes dead dads. He really likes brunette women who he can kill off. Mm-hmm. The guy's got a got a thing. <laughs>
0: um, pretty cool, like nightclub fight with Batman. Even though Batman's fight choreography is still wanting like it's cool with the strobe lights and all that well
1: this is interesting because now that you can move this figure yeah they drop this whole blur cam Uh idea i mean it's like it's a lot of like let me grab this guy and hold his arm up here while i just backhand that guy and then i'll like slowly twirl this guy around (laughs) it's like if you slow it down it looks like how like i might choreograph a fight. Um, what do you think about Moroni's Mar- banter at <laughs> the nightclub?
0: Can oh, where he's like lighter? talking? We can't it.
1: even hear each other talk. And he's like, what makes you think I want to hear you mm-hmm. talk? And she's like, what?
0: What the fuck? That's yeah, just Moroni being Moroni. And we got like our, our dueling like torture scenes. This also feels very mid-2000s like bush years, you know?
1: Well, that, that, I mean, like that's that was obviously a big 24 thing, right?
0: Well, 24 but, is the um, the lightning rod of that conversation, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, you watched all of 24. Mm-hmm. To me, the apex was season two, episode one, Jack Bauer just cuts off a dude's head unprompted because it will get him in to a meeting. Sure, I, I mean, like, that wasn't
0: the, the torture part of it, but yeah, that was insane. I mean, 24 was... You know, all all those ideas of whether or not torture is effective and works. And I mean, 24 has its own weird morality about torture where like it only se- it only works if Jack Bauer does it. Like mm-hmm. uh, the few times somebody else tried to torture someone, it wouldn't work. And then Jack Bauer would like lecture them on how they shouldn't do it. Like, yeah. It's,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like we have one figure who's like destined to carry our neocon mm-hmm. ideals. God, do you remember when all we had to worry about was the
0: neocons? Yeah. <laughs> but i mean like both both harvey dent and batman in their own way are torturing right now and i guess the idea here is that batman realizes like what what he would need to do to catch the joker and he doesn't want to go there right and he he's gonna and him. he's gonna stop harvey dent from going there too
1: yeah he doesn't want harvey to go there yeah. um God, doing something crazy. excuse mm. me excuse me hey. excuse you mm. crazy cat um yeah, so Harvey Kennap's the one dude who's got a weird face who always creeps me
0: out whenever he's in things because he's got a weird face. He's paranoid schizophrenic. Yes. Somehow Batman like knows this guy's whole like uh, case file. Also well, he knows how to find Harvey Dent. Sure. I mean I, I assume they're like just like one street down from each other. Like Batman's like torturing Maroni and like dropping him from a fire escape, like one block away from uh, Harvey Dent doing his thing.
1: That'd be convenient.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, like Batman Maybe. was like, what Maybe. was it? Maybe. Gunshot? Oh, I'm gonna go check that out.
1: Maybe Harvey just, like, checked him on Facebook real quick. Yeah. Um, beneath the thing with the stolen ambulance.
0: Facebook exists, I, mean, I guess it did, yeah.
1: Maybe Batman just followed the, uh, stolen ambulance. Whatever. So, Harvey's gonna do his coin flip thing to kill this dude, whether or not. We find out later on it's a double-sided
0: coin. He makes his own luck. he so He's never gonna do it, but the, uh, like how he does it once, and he's like, oh, let's do it again. Like, then the guy's really starts to freak out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. You would leave a man's life to chance. Not exactly. I need a
1: lozenge. Um, yeah, so he does mention this, the escape to Arkham's patient thing. These guys escape from Arkham. and I'm like, okay, cool. That's all I need from Batman Begins. Yeah. ding um, And then so Batman up, they, goes
0: and like actually kisses Rachel in the next scene. He's, he's really going hard to the hoop there.
1: Well, before that, though, uh, we set up the stakes for the end of the movie, though. Like Batman flat out tells Harvey, if you're corrupted, all the work you've done, all the cases you've, you've tried will be overturned in the legal system. I guess so. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, alright, that's that's going to be the
0: end of the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, Bruce confronts Rachel, he is aching for her.
0: Well, he's like, we're almost there, you know, like, I can stop being Batman and then, then we can do it finally.
1: Well, she flat out says, don't make me your one hope for normal life. Then they
0: smooch. And then he just walks away, like, I don't know, he's like, yeah, I got that on a lock. It's cool.
1: Uh, that's a misplaced confidence I mean, he, he like half the time he's like so desperate for her he's just like, I swear to God I'll kill myself if you don't sleep with me, Rachel <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they burn so, a bunch
0: of files I also wonder, like, how do they set up their Batman operation again after, like, you know, destroying everything
1: well, because all we see them burning is like documents and stuff. Sure. Like I keep thinking, like, what what could be in these? I mean, this is what the CEOs would call good old fashioned shredding party. But they're burning this shit. But, but they're burning anything that would like tie back to Lucius or Rachel. What would tie back to Rachel?
0: Who even knows? I mean, like, what are they documenting?
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. I just presume it was like I don't know, like specs from from Wayne Tech or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, Alfred runs Bruce Wayne that Batman can endure a lot of bullshit.
0: Uh, Alfred is so gung ho for Batman. Oh yeah, he's he's horny for
1: Batman to be Batman. He he
0: puts Rachel in her place later,
1: and yet at the same time though, he's kind of like you know know your limits. No one enough is enough. No one you need to quit.
0: He is, but he's also like Rachel comes in and she's like, "What the hell is he doing?" You know, and he's just like, "He's not being a hero." You know, he's doing you know what needs to be done.
1: It, It. I feel bad for her in that scene because she's got to throw around a lot of weird energy and Alfred's whole thing is just like very stoic. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he's like, <laughs> it's, it he's, makes her look bad. Yeah. He's like, Bruce is taking this seriously and you, you're you being like irrational about it. You know?
1: I mean, he almost
0: calls her hysterical. I feel yeah. like,
1: um,
0: but I yeah, there, there's,
1: there's some, there's some cute moments there as they're like going up in their elevator. Like even though all the lights are turning out and this strange, ascending platform I suppose you're going to lock me up as well as your accomplice accomplice I'm going to tell him it's all your idea it kind of was I'm going to be like yeah but I want to be like holy shit Bruce Wayne made a joke (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, again on the nose the night is darkest just before the dawn Harvey tells us
0: and then he claims to be Batman
1: the one guy just yells no more dead
0: cops man the uh, like the cop extras in this scene are just Jesus Christ they're bad.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of love for the police force in these movies. Things like, are
0: worse than ever.
1: The army the army in Dark Knight rises. is just all cops.
0: I haven't watched a Dark Knight Rises in a while. That'll be an interesting rewatch. Yeah. So
1: this is when A. Rachel comes in and gives out for the
0: business. She's passed. i just scroll through my notes here.
1: Oh, he's uh he's setting up a massive table there in the penthouse and she's like unloading on him. Mm-hmm. What big dinner are they still having here?
0: Who even knows? Uh, somehow they let the DA or the assistant DA in to like come and like make out with Harvey Dent even though he's a prisoner
1: yeah oh Rachel gave Alfred her dear John note
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh,
1: I don't know if this is a joke but the the road obstruction in Gotham City is just a burning fire truck
0: uh, nice symbolism yeah it's a pretty cool shot um, and it's like it's happening like just past the golden hour like at dusk like there's they went they went and got some shots at specific times of day in this movie
1: yeah, let me just say the movie I was thinking of earlier when you were talking about nine eleven films, or I thought you were talking about nine eleven films. For some reason, in my mind, your your words evoked nine eleven imagery in film, and the one that came to me was the uh, driverless horse carriage from Cloverfield.
0: Oh yeah, oh I yeah, mean, nothing to what sure. you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, because yeah, well, like, JJ was the whole thing about like Godzilla was about people processing
0: mm-hmm.
1: a nuclear you know blast on their country. America needs that to process 9-11. How about a giant monster? Yeah.
0: Um, so again, Nikki cat, the Nicky cat. Yeah, This guy will not shut up.
1: That's Nicky cat for you.
0: This is nope. it, it. Like it. I think it's one of a lot of this movie. You didn't notice it the first time because it was like the Joker is so compelling and like, you know, all the kind of symbolism that's happening here. But like on your 12th and 13th rewatch of this movie, it really stands out like that. Like all the non main character dialogue is just, oof
1: he reminds me a little bit of uh oliphant in the gone in 60 seconds remake yeah Man, this really. guy could drive whoa yeah, yeah. <laughs> before oliphant was oliphant
0: mm-hmm. the uh, the bat pod so much cooler than the tumblr
1: yeah um so the side of the truck that the truckers was on has been graffiti to say slaughter is the best medicine
0: yeah that was in the fucking indb trivia it's like yeah yeah we all noticed
1: who let's get documentary on these people. These people who were like the IMDB trivia needs me.
0: There was there was some real rough stuff in that trivia. I I, I got to a certain point, I was just like, I'm done. I can't read this anymore. This oh god, stupid. I was
1: I was looking at something for like one of my classes and it was just like all the main actors in this movie's first name start with T. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you.
0: <laughs> the the way the uh, bat pod, like the wheels rotate sideways, is so fucking cool. It only does it once in this movie. And I feel like they knew that, like that was so cool. They had to do it a bunch in The Dark Knight Rises.
1: Supposedly, Christian Bale doesn't get to ride this thing. <laughs> like, no, there's only th- one stunt guy who could like make this thing work. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it Art. doesn't. It doesn't make a ton of sense that the, that the tumbler would transform into that. But sure, but it's just
1: the front two wheels.
0: But like, so you're this is like a military vehicle designed to like jump rivers and create bridges, but it also turns into a, a motorcycle. Sure, okay,
1: yeah. But it's like weird. It's like it's like the left wheel pops out and some kind of thing connecting to the right wheel.
0: Like goes behind it, yeah.
1: Goes behind it, yeah. And it also it has big ass guns on
0: it. The important thing is it looks cool, and then the Batman just destroys like a ton of cars. He's yeah. like, I could go around them, but instead I'm going through them.
1: Oh, well, because they even do again the stupid thing where he slides into the console of the Batmobile.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um he does jump a car with the Batmobile, which I thought yeah. was cool deflects a rocket um also when like he's like trying to get like wiggle that thing out of there like there's this great like insert of these guys like watching Mm -hmm. dramatic pushing on the one guy who's holding a massive fucking sub sandwich (laughs) like he's holding it straight up too
0: oh yeah i mean the (laughs) the bat pod it looks cooler you get his cape like you know Mm-hmm. Uh, you know waving in the wind like it, it's just a like, better look you know it's like flapping what, around
1: like little things in this like what did you think of the little the little kids like in the the cutaway
0: i'm fine whatever i feel like that's just like blockbuster standard you know like you gotta it, have your it, reactions from but, normal people
1: but i feel like he's bringing that back in a way that we haven't really seen i don't think people really do that anymore do it they feels I mean,
0: very like uh like roland emmerich i guess
1: like do we still see the whole like Let's cut to a bar where everyone's watching the news report of this thing in real time. Or do you remember the, uh, like, let's stand outside the TV store? Oh, and... yeah,
0: the the TV store with a bunch of TV screens. I feel like that was in a movie not that long ago, but yeah. Oh, really?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if you keep going through Stranger Things, maybe that'll happen.
0: Oh, I'm sure it will.
1: Um, yeah, so... Yeah, they, they whatever. They 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 catch the
0: the, the big flip of the truck. Uh Joker with a Tommy gun. I like that. He's just like randomly shooting up cars.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like the uh the wobble as he gets out of that like, overturned truck.
0: Oh, well, and the way he's just like he's just like, you know, waving around this fucking trench broom, you know, just like blowing things away. Like not really caring what he shoots at. No. Come on, hit me. I want you to hit me.
1: So, yeah, and then, and then and then
0: Gordon's alive and it's like, oh, OK, yeah, Gordon, sure.
1: Gordon's like, surprise, bitch, I'm alive. Mm-hmm.
0: And the he's, Joker's like,
1: huh? That doesn't make any sense.
0: He's apparently just like an elite swap van driver. Like he needed to be the one to do the driving. Joker's like, I thought my
1: jokes were bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing in his pocket but nice and lent. I That to me is just like the true version of the Joker, like that. He is an enigma and a mystery like that, you know? yeah no name no dna custom clothing
1: all the all the origins of the joker i mean rightfully apocryphal
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like all the like oh he's he's a failed stand-up comedian i can't remember i think that's what it is and and the killing joke i think he's a failed stand-up comedian but it's
0: i I haven't read that but isn't the point of it that that's just like something he tells someone at some point like it's not the true story
1: something like that but i mean that was about meant to be an elseworld story yeah.
0: elseworld story
1: and then they made it canon and it was like well that doesn't look so great for batgirl yeah <laughs> you creeps um i mean it's a it's it's kind of a nasty intention yes. story but alan moore's a great writer but uh, Alan Moore doing something nihilistic though is still vastly different than
0: but you, you put that in the hands of you know your frank millers and yeah
1: yeah 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 um and like the whole like Jack Napier thing and whatever, yeah. <laughs> Batman, it's just you just wanted to do a bunch of Jack Nicholson. He doesn't have to wear the makeup. Fine, um, yeah. So so Gordon gets gets promoted to commissioner. He gets by,
0: promoted from lieutenant all the way to commissioner. What a crock of shit! I guess it pays not to be a snitch.
1: I get. I mean, I, but I felt like. I felt like the mayor's like, he's like, look, like on one hand, if you do a good job, I take credit. If you mm-hmm. do a bad job, I distance myself and say you're in the pocket of whoever,
0: like whatever. Like what all like, like the, the captains and the majors and the police force are like, what the fuck?
1: Well, I wonder, do you want this job in the era of the Joker?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I mean still I like
1: it, I'd rather stay alive,
0: but I mean, it's, I think the, the, like the way that works is like, you get a bigger pension though, you know? Mm.
1: You mean your family does?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So we already talked a lot about this interrogation scene, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. What time is it? What difference does it make? Well, depending on the time, he might be in one place or several. Mm -hmm. How do they know Harvey Dent didn't get home if they have Rachel as well?
0: I mean, I guess maybe they've got somebody looking out for him because he's already been threatened or something like that, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be, to them you're just a freak like me.
1: But there's there's just like, just a bunch of cops just watching Batman work. Yeah, that's that's got to be so. As he
0: slowly loses it, yeah, and then like blockades the door so they. Yeah, when he drags the chair over, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight you're gonna break your one rule. I'm considering it.
1: So they all rush out, and this this thing to go rescue them, and, like, Gordon's like, which way are you going? And he's just like, after Rachel! And they're like, oh ho, ho!
0: Oh, and it's such a Joker move, too, to, to switch the addresses on them. Because yeah. he's like, don't worry, I'm gonna tell you where they are, both of them, and that's the point. You have to choose. Yeah, he has this line here um, the Joker has, killing is making a choice. Choose between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney, is blushing bright So, like, it's like the Joker is trying to force Batman into and like engaging in his game, you know, like I I feel like the Joker and Harvey Dent in their own way are both kind of getting at the same idea that like, you can't be a spectator here.
1: Right. and he he, it's not above tricking people into playing his game. Mm -hmm. So but yeah,
0: Rachel here, this whole sequence, she is presumably assuming the whole time that she's going to be the one to be rescued. And it isn't until she starts hearing Harvey Dent shouting about like, you know, wh- why did you come for me that she suddenly is like, oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hate to say, it, I think this is her best scene.
0: It, yeah, it's probably her best scene. Yeah. I mean, she she takes a lot of L's in this movie and then she blows up here.
1: And, and again, it's not like we needed to have this female character die to propel
0: the two of the male characters. It's like a forward. super fringing, Yeah
1: yeah <laughs> like I mean the it was loaded with gasoline and explosives
0: Maggie Gyllenhaal's acting as she hears that Batman has showed up at Harvey's place is really good. you know it's that's you can see it all in her face as she's trying to hold it together when kind of the security blanket she thought she had has suddenly been yanked out
1: yeah and I, I presume that she assumed that she would get rescued because she figured that the person who would figure it out would be Bruce and of course oh, no, he's bruce always done it before you know yeah and bruce would, would come rescue her he would have that choice and that decision he'd make and then after batman bursts in and finds harvey first of all, fucking harvey way to tip your chair over into a face full of gasoline you oh jackass. he just wanted
0: to get like an incredible shot of that like sideways angle of the gasoline like pooling over him that's just a really yeah. cool shot
1: yeah it is um. So, but after after Batman comes rushing into that room, it's kind of interesting because Harvey Dent's only dialogue after that will be "Rachel."
0: Yeah, he's just going to shout for the rest of the movie.
1: <laughs> and this is so. Yeah, I I, I don't like Two Face.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's crazy to me how I lose all sympathy for this character. Uh, it just seems so bonkers. Like I should be siding with him. He's he's kind of your protagonist, and yet, nope. I kind of hate him after this. <laughs> um, so it's
0: sad. My insides hurt. No, that guy.
1: <laughs> I think how they're just like, the f- he's got a contusion.
0: Well, this is probably the only one of the he meant to be captured things that at least kind of sort of makes sense because he did want to be there to get to Lao. You know, yeah. like that. He had, yeah. he had a goal here other than just like, I'm going to talk to the heroes and like, you know. Screw with them.
1: Well, what's interesting about the Joker too is they've set up that there's almost like a like a cult like devotion to him by some of his followers that they will just mm-hmm. take on these roles that will lead to their destruction to further his goals. So there's a there's a chance. I mean, that this is know,
0: the, this is like some pre GamerGate like recruitment of the uh, wayward nihilistic youth. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was either this or Proud Boys for these assholes, but like. There's a good chance that like quite possibly maybe this this guy never even met the Joker before too. like he but he's working for him. Like just one of the Joker's lieutenants just recruited him and like put this thing inside of him. But yeah, like it's it this part. It kind of makes sense. He's his plan is to eventually get out of that room. Like he has confidence in himself that I will get out of whatever cell or Mm -hmm. interrogation room they have me in. I just need to get access to a phone. I will call this dude and blow him up
0: Mm -hmm. and then go get Lau
1: it's a it's a pretty good shot, too, of mm. like the phone lighting up within the guy,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and then so this shot, this nine eleven reference shot I mentioned, like it's Batman standing next to you this like broken scaffolding of the building yeah, that's yeah. like very, very, very reminiscent of some famous like you know footage of yeah. Ground Zero, like it's there's no way that's not intentional,
1: yeah man. I can hear you Batman's like, I can hear you as soon as people knock down this yeah. uh yeah factory gonna hear you too, yeah. That moment was set up, by the way. Um, so Alfred burns the note from Rachel because it's a dear John note, I which w- I like. Huh. I
0: was gonna say I wish this never came up in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. We'll get to it then, but I never like that well, part of the movie.
1: I so what I what I take from this is that the one thing that Bruce can hold on to is that at least Rachel chose him. Mm -hmm. So it's like one of the things that's propelling him forward is this idea that he needs to survive and keep going to keep this secret that could hurt Harvey. Like as otherwise Uh he has, it, it gives him a purpose to like propel him out of his depression or make, at least make it so he can act.
0: Yeah. And then we get our introduction to two face here. Um, Man he's no, just he, Madison he's just real shouty,
1: yeah, which has gotta hurt more,
0: and then Mr. Reese is going on to you, so like if like
1: no he's no eyelid, ouch,
0: if like the like financial lawyer for Wayne Enterprises says he knows who Batman is how how hard is it to do the math, yeah. Yeah. It's like seemingly it's going to have something to do with Wayne Enterprises, right? Like, you don't just randomly know who Batman is otherwise.
1: Yeah. I mean, what is he going to be like? It's the CTO of Wayne Technologies. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tyrell Wellick. You know who I really like on that show that I, I, I always forget about is uh, Scott Knowles.
0: Who's that? Oh, Scott is he the, um, the actual CTO? Yeah, the actual CTO. Okay. The one who takes over. Yeah, yeah.
1: After Terry Colby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Terry Colby I'm movies. more of a Terry yes.
0: Colby stand myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times that Terry Colby actually uses the word blowjob on that uh, show is shocking.
0: Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't hate Aaron Eckhart in this except for the two face stuff. I just, I feel like this is where you really needed the classical British theater actor for the two face part of the performance. Mm-hmm. You need somebody to embrace like the creepy which I feel like his his Two Face is just like I shout, you know, like whereas like I feel like there's a lot more you could have done like with like the Two Face becomes like a demented alternate personality, and instead Two Face is just angry.
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, I remember the Batman I the anime series did a whole thing like for several episodes before he became Two Face. You saw Harvey Dent, and he knew he was kind of a pretty boy. Um, I mean,
2: he does and, like he does he that kind part of like it an well. angry yeah. Issue of
1: kind of like a he has kind of a buried personality, and like once he has a disfigured half of his body, like the buried personality just like lashes on to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did you see the other casting possibility for him? I was
1: just going to ask who who would be better in this role.
0: So I'm not like the biggest fan of this actor, but I do think he would have done a better job at the kind of the the evil Two Face part. Would be Matt Damon was one of the other oh, people wasn't
1: he like the original choice i
0: believe he was yeah hmm. i could see matt damon bringing something a, a creepiness and a, and a you know an unsettling villainous to the 2 Face part of things that like it's it's really it's all cgi here is the only thing that's working about 2 Face? you know like the the look yeah. is creepy and gross but like all he does is yell
1: i just can't believe that he could function
0: with no pain medicine. I mean, sure, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean, his nerves it, are all you know burned off.
1: It's funny though that that considering how things work out with like his later filmography and getting Matt Damon in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so Joker has the money. Um
0: I like how Maroney drops a dime on the Joker. He kind of yeah. knows he made a mistake in hiring him.
1: Well, he's just like, This is too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they turn into a man they didn't fully understand
1: he's like i took a glance at harvey's face and that is fucked up
0: <laughs> i love the joker throwing money at lao
1: yeah
0: and then like it's not really lingered on but like when he lights that money pile on fire lao's up there at the top yep. of it burning yep, yep, alive
1: <laughs> yep when like it's it's a deeper pile than i than i i i realized like it's it, it goes Massive. back quite a ways yeah. but i like the, just when he just like slides down the side of it it's like yeah, I'm updating my Richie, my uh, not my Richie, rich, my Scrooge McDuck fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to dive into a thing of coins. I think I want to dive into a thing of just paper money.
0: Oh well, just do the 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 pain that, but... on the Chechen's face and all that money burning, you know.
1: I'm just burning my half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All you this care about town is needs
0: better a better classic criminal,
1: and I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, well, just the uh, what is he like? The like gunpowder, dynamite. I have simple tastes. None of these things all have in common. They're cheap. <laughs> yeah. The the huge pile of cash was almost on my top moments list. Um, so he makes his ultimatum to the world as Reese is on this talk show. This Anthony Michael Hall. Well, it's kind of interesting that there.
0: like all the cops are like tooling up. They've gotten the tip from Moroni. They're going to go get the Joker. And then that it goes nowhere because he makes a, like a threat about hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one of the big factors of this movie also very like American politics is that the, uh, the hospital bills and like healthcare expenses are corrupting people, you know, very topical. Mm -hmm. It would only
1: get more topical. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So he has this ultimatum. I want him dead in the next hour.
0: See this, Uh, this was the part to me that reminded me of Trump for the first time watching this movie is when other people are suddenly trying to kill Mr. Reese. It just like that, that way that our current president drags everyone down to like a base level. You know, it's like the he's corrupting society. Like this is the part of the movie that made me think of that.
1: Well, the amount of people who, if they were as informed as they think they are, would realize that they're acting against their own best interest by supporting him. Yeah. yeah. Uh also like
0: the uh, the text uh to Gordon that just says watch out.
1: Yeah. Well it's 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 like then like a follow-up text. Yeah. Like there's like several fall like I just thought that Batman's just like, this is still the golden age of T9. <laughs> Which I, I enjoyed T9 while I was driving. Oh, was yeah. All so, oh, you yeah. could do, you like, didn't driving, have to look. Look at your phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just driving, just texting, texting things. Yeah. Um, I like as Gordon is leading Reese out of the building, Anthony Michael Hall is like falling with his microphone. Like, Commissioner, do you really think an ordinary citizen would try to kill this man? And then just then, a guy tries to shoot at them through the lobby. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Joker meets Two Face. Um, do I look like a guy with a plan? I'm just like a dog chasing a car. i, mean, dude, I don't even do what if I caught it?
0: Joker in the nurse's outfit, great look.
1: Yeah, um, which uh, I believe he has his uh, Heath Ledger has his daughter's name tag on there. Yep. Um,
0: so when I say
1: when I say that you and your girlfriend was nothing personal, you know that I'm telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, did what I do
0: best. I took your little plan and I turned it on itself. Look what I did to the city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, he has this great introduce a little anarchy line, which is pretty terrifying.
1: It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, the detail I noticed for the first time that I didn't notice before was the nurse's uniform that he's wearing also has a Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent campaign sticker. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's so, he's always trolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, this almost was on my list too, was when, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's like driving the Lamborghini and then, like, he blocks the truck
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and Gordon's just like, that was a very brave thing you did. And he's like, what? Trying to make the light.
0: Do you think the gun was loaded? The Joker gives two face. No, I feel like it, like it didn't have like the firing pin in it or something like that. You yeah. Know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's wise, but we don't see how that, that yeah. scene ends. But like, yeah, Bruce gives a little uh, little bro nod to Reese, a little subtle like, I will kill
2: you. <laughs> I will kill
1: you. Um, yeah, so new terrorist video from the Joker. <laughs> like this, a bridge and tunnel crowd sure in for a surprise.
0: There's some complicated messaging here about the sonar tech that Batman creates. It's kind of like, yeah. this is horrible and wrong but also we need it and we'll just destroy it later. You know, and it's like, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like it's okay to suspend your values and your morals if you do it just once,
0: mm-hmm. as long <laughs> as as long as it's only when necessary. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which yeah, maybe not what I would preach. I mean, anyway. Uh, also, random trivia that I like: the 1989 Batman movie. There's one actor who usually dubbed Jack Nicholson. He dubbed him in that movie. For this movie, the Joker was dubbed by that guy's son. Thank you, thank you, Andy. Yeah, you're welcome the IDB trivia is so fascinating. Um, yeah, so Batman's turned the whole scene into a surveillance state using Lucius, Lush, like cell phone sonar thing, kind of going back to the whole Roman thing that we heard about, mm-hmm. about putting one man in charge of the city when it's a uh, security, when the city's under siege, which again, nothing is wasted in a Nolan script. It's, if it's not going to come up later, it's not going to be in there. I was surprised the ballerina didn't return. Also, it turns out the Joker killed a ballerina. Um, yeah, so Harvey's in the car of Maroney. How, did, how did Maroney
0: not notice that Harvey Dent was in the car? Because
1: especially like it's like there's several of his guys.
0: Well, you can if you watch closely, the guy that's getting in on the other side gets attacked by Harvey. Like it's it's like just at the edge of the frame. It's kind of weird how they, they cut. Oh, that. OK.
1: So Harvey just like slid in all stuff like.
0: It's just like just as they're getting in the car, Harvey just like walks up behind the other guy and like bashes him over the head or something gets right in. And I guess Moroni just never looks over until they're already driving.
1: Oh, cause I thought it was played like, like Harvey's just been chilling in this car this whole time. Um, yeah. So like Moroni survives a twin coin toss. The driver doesn't. So he you shoots sh- him. The car crash flips.
0: Do you think Moroni uh, survives that? I don't know. That's a good question.
1: I just kept thinking like, it's gotta be painful, especially if you already don't have half of yeah. your face true sure. like if you just hit like one of those cheekbones oh
0: and the oh. the moving the prisoners thing it definitely feels like we want this moral conundrum set up and so we're gonna put in a scene that justifies it i'm not sure if that'd be the first thing you'd do if a city was gonna be taken over by a madman but okay
1: it's a weird hunch that gordon plays like uh-huh. somehow i think that like all those guys that uh harvey put away are gonna be a big part of this so i'm gonna make them a big part of this uh, so yeah, at the end, Batman faces off those dogs, which is the thing he was concerned about. Like I said,
0: well, I know from the first moment I watched this movie, I was convinced that the detonators would blow up their own boats. I saw hmm. somewhere in the interview trivia that like that was confirmed, quote unquote. I don't know by who or what, but like to me, that all just made sense. That like yeah. that's what the Joker would do. Yeah, that will show you. Mm-hmm. I have to save Dent. Do you, Gordon? I guess it's well, all it's the- about his guilt because of Wurtz and Ramirez. But it's like, by not
1: really diving into any of the other psychology there, like, it, it makes him, it still makes him look bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't have time to, like, see him process his guilt and feel sympathy for him. We just don't like him because of it.
0: Well, we never really see Gordon truly learn that Wirtz and Ramirez have betrayed him. No. It's it's kind of assumed, because we, the audience, find out that they're dirty. We I mean, know we already knew, but we found out that they they like literally betrayed Harvey and and Rachel there. But yeah, yeah, we never really see him process that. But I I, I assume that that's why he's so. I have to save Den is because of his guilt over that.
1: The bar that where it goes, to seems so miserable.
0: <laughs> that's the cop bar for sure. Yeah, just one the kind of bar where the bartender will just builder. leave and be like, "I got to take a leak." Like, yeah. you know, hang he's out. Not. Yeah. Ugh. Um so there's there's an actual vote taken here whether or not the citizens of Gotham are going to kill the criminals which is a mm. nice it's a nice moral conundrum they set up for sure. Um so the tally is 536 which is so close to a very specific number. I just wonder why they got that close but didn't go there. Mm. It could have been 538 so easily. Mm. I don't know. Hey, Christopher Nolan, he's British, right? Does he not know about that number? He's like half British. They, like, I don't know, the actor just read it out wrong or something. Because, <laughs> I mean, this to me, this is all incredibly heavy-handed, but enjoyable symbolism of, like, these citizens will vote for a murder, but when push comes to sub, they can't do it themselves, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, is, I think, is right to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know. I don't, I mean... The amount of people and their love for their guns, I just don't know. Like, the again, we live in America where people love their guns more than they love dead children. So, I don't know. What were you trying to prove?
0: Deep down, everyone's
1: as ugly as you. If you're some kind of, like, 2A massive supporter, I feel bad for you listen
0: to this podcast. Um, They're dumb hobbies worth more than people's lives, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I like that uh like the Joker he
1: tries to go into uh you want to know how I got these scars with mm-hmm. Batman yeah before Batman fires off the gauntlet, that's a good three again. beat mm-hmm. nothing is wasting an old thing, but what the hell would the, that story been that was tailored to Batman
0: you Who know even what I knows. Mean? i mean i I think the the genius there is that you don't need to hear it again you just you yeah. set it up for the three beat there that the Joker's going to tell a new story,
1: yep yeah yeah uh maybe even
0: maybe even the correct one to batman you know because if there's anyone he would tell the true story to
1: yeah i don't want to kill you but you see we're the same you complete me you You complete
0: uh, me great (laughs) great like out of nowhere jerry mcguire joke there uh
1: (laughs) for uh, for a moment there batman is blind as a bat when the sonar goes crazy some kind of joke there, I'm sure. Uh, when he throws the Joker off the side, like he's going to fall on his death, like Nicholson's Joker. Great Joker laugh there. Laughing, cackling the whole way. Again, I had to get serious Palpatine vibes when he's fighting Yoda in the Senate and Revenge of the Sith. <laughs>
0: well, and it's like, it's the, such the a mirror Falcon's having in that. Yeah, it's such a mirror of the 1989 Batman, but then he saves him with a grappling hook instead. Yeah, yeah. You think I'd risk losing the battle for Gotham's soul in a fist fight with you?
1: you have nothing nothing to threaten me with mm-hmm. uh, but yeah just the, the subtle like just turning his perspective like right side up it's just mm-hmm. like for a moment there you really fucking get what he's saying the uh, unmovable object versus the I uh, think that's
0: what makes him so scary is that his like dangerous nihilism is so seductive and appealing you know because he's yeah he's pointing out all the corruption in the world and just offering like anarchy as a, you know, an alternative there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and like, again, so like the part of the things that fed the beast that like inspired this performance were clockwork orange, you mm-hmm. know, and mock McDowell and that. And again, the killing joke and the killing joke, the, the, the present day thrust of the plot, the reason the Joker does everything is he's trying to prove this point to Batman the whole time that all it takes is a little nudge and a person will go fucking crazy.
0: Everyone's one, bad, so, day. Yeah. one so, bad day, yeah.
1: And that's what makes it so insidious, though, is all the things he does to to Barbara Gordon are to make Commissioner Gordon be the one who flips out. Mm-hmm. And then the way it treats her for the sake of his story. Anyway, yeah. But it's like, it's it's there in this. I mean, you don't need to...
0: You don't need to still, fridge somebody else. Need, yeah.
1: <laughs> they still need to super fridge mm-hmm. Maggie Joan Hall, whatever. Um,
0: Who's also, by the way, like the only woman in the entire movie pretty much. Yeah. Except for Ramirez who oh Ramirez and the ballerina lady. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: at least she's a tough talking ballerina mm-hmm. questioning
1: how Gotham runs. Its probably,
0: head. probably like one of Putin's agents, you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> she's like, and I'm saying this and I live in Russia. <laughs> or we murder journalists on, on the on the get-go um yeah i love it later on james gordon's kid really winces when he sees batman get shot like hmm. batman's his fucking hero
0: it's like gut shot too
1: yeah um so dark knight literally falls after he rescues gordon's kids like we know physically he'll be okay but it's super symbolic
0: to me this scene always played weird when i watched in theater like i was like Wait, did Two Face die? Like, it, it didn't seem like they'd fallen that far at first. Like, yeah. I, I really thought when I got walked out of the movie, I was like, Was he actually dead there? Or was he just like knocked out? Like, it wasn't clear.
1: I think you and I had conversations about this where I was also like, Are they going to bring both these guys back in the next one?
0: Like, if, if they had said Two Face was in the next movie, I would have been like, Sure, fine. That doesn't feel like a retcon. Like, it didn't seem like he was dead, you know?
1: And yet i would have dreaded it
0: (laughs) yeah well we don't need more of this two-face but i mean he does have a good line here you thought we could be decent men in an indecent time but you were wrong the world is cruel and the only morality is in in a cruel world is chance really calling out that enlightened centrism there
1: well and and programmed by the joker who Mm -hmm. uh says the thing about chaos is it's fair yeah or anarchy is it's fair um yeah, so Joker, I mean, not Joker, uh, Gordon has this whole, you know, come, or come to Jesus, like, bring, like, let me sum up the movie to my fucking kid, of all people.
0: Like, so why is he running, Dad? Because we could chase him. It's, I can't remember in The Dark Knight Rises. Is this the official story that Batman killed Harvey Dent?
1: I think it's kind of
0: hand-waved over. Like, they just,
1: like, I think was a bad dude, he disappeared. Batman definitely
0: a, killed those cops who were corrupt. I think that's definitely the official the, story.
1: Joker wouldn't. or uh, I keep saying Joker. Gordon wouldn't fully know, but he has the wrong count when yeah. he talks about it here at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I guess like, we'll find out when we we'll watch uh, it. Yeah. A lot of the people have to go along with the lie too. Like, it's not just that Batman and Gordon pitch this lie. Like, like, like Ramirez. Even if she like goes down for her part of it, like, doesn't she have to keep mum about certain things? You would think so. Yeah. But like, he'd have to be like. You're a traitor. You're going to jail. But uh, could you say that Batman punched you in the face and not Harvey down? That'd be doing me real solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and She's just like, but my mom, the hospital bills. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this line, even though it feels weird in the context of this. Sometimes people deserve
0: to have their faith rewarded. You won't kill me out of some misplaced sense of self-righteousness. And I won't kill you because you're just too much fun. <laughs> I think you and I are destined to do this forever. Iconic. Oh, God, I've
1: had relationships You'll like that. You'll be in that, a padded yeah. cell.
0: Maybe we can share one.
1: Yeah, definitely had relationships like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gordon lays it on thick to his traumatized kid, of all people, about how great Batman is. Uh, beautiful shot of the Batbike driving up the ramp into the light. They really got a lot of use out of that, like, underground.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, urban. whatever that, like, uh, underground, like, like highway is.
1: Yeah. Um, like, I kind of wonder, like, this was meant to be the last shot, like, in the script. Mm-hmm. Just ended up being so nice, but yeah, Gordon's wife totally leaves him. All right, like how bad are all the DC movies after these? Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, rewatch. I was hit up again. Like the Joker's whole point is like, you will only defeat me by killing me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, and like, and you can't the same the same problem presented in the Man of Steel, where it's Superman of all people, not Batman. He's just like, I'm gonna snap your neck.
0: Yeah well and then, the percussion. problem the problem here is that these are great movies but they're very self-contained this is not a trilogy that's designed to build to to a wider you know comic book universe
1: right right it would make no sense it would mm-hmm. make no sense and, th- and that kind of shows where i think you almost have to have even in comic books you have to have two batmans you have to have the batman that pals around up justice leagues and like Goes to get some involved, yeah. involved in like inter, interstellar warfare or what have you. And you need to have the Batman who's just like just the I'm gonna go beat up a couple of rapists.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into our complaints. I mean, I think we definitely mentioned some um, before we do our make one change. Did you have any you'd like to talk about?
1: Uh, first complaint. They're making a walking Phoenix Joker movie of Todd Phillips. Uh,
0: <laughs> I find it so bizarre how excited people are about that movie. I'm just like, hey. It's Todd Phillips. Like, wh- where did you get the impression he's some sort of talented filmmaker? He's the guy who made fucking old school.
1: And uh, The Hangover.
0: And um, what was the other college movie that he did?
1: Wasn't it old school?
0: No, no. There's.
1: <laughs> God, there's another.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of the, Amy Smart, isn't it? There's like a road. Maybe it was just road trip.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Maybe that's what yeah. maybe that's what it is, yeah. That the one that has Tom Green in it.
0: No. I don't think so.
1: That's one of Michelle that's not the one of Michelle Trackenberg, that's Euro Trip.
0: That's Euro Trip.
1: Is uh Stiffler in that movie? It's
0: okay, yeah, Todd Phillips. Maybe Tom Green is in it. Let's see. Oh yeah, he is in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Stifler's in it, Brick and Meyer's in it.
1: Brick and Meyer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. He's gonna make a Joker movie that's gonna be good. Okay. Like also I just I don't like Walking Phoenix. I've never liked him.
1: I just I every time I go to the movies and I see that trailer playing, I just I'm sorry, I just don't see what you people see in it.
0: It just eh.
1: it creeps me out. It creeps me out. No, I know a I'm a weird guy with some strange interest, but that fucking creeps me out. Yeah, uh, fuck that. Um, no, I see. It's a comedy. Well, it's like it's like supposed to be like Scorsese inspired. They wanted Scorsese. They wanted Scorsese. They're like, oh, second choice, Todd Phillips.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> also, I'm a little creeped out by people who are inspired by Scorsese. Anyway, um, uh, you know, a lot of like nitpicks we brought up. Joker's plan involves a lot of intricate timing and also timers. The timers are set up for Harvey and Rachel to go boom, boom. Uh, How could you manage that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But you know what? To me, that's not a complaint because when you watch the movie, especially for the first time, you're so caught up in the compelling drama. Like I've been thinking a lot lately about like why people were so mad about um, certain developments at the end of the Veronica Mars season or the Game of Thrones. And I think a lot of it has to do with people will accept the dumbest contrivances imaginable in movies if it's going in a way that they're enjoying. But when you, when you take a story in a place that people didn't want it to go, then what they're reacting emotionally to character beats, but they, I think people have a hard time expressing that. And so they try to, they try to like, there's this desire to say that you're having an objective, you know, critique rather than an opinion about something. So you have to point to plot logic. Instead of just saying I didn't want that to happen to the character, which is a totally valid, you know, opinion to have, like they have to like be like somehow this is an opinion, this is a fact that I'm stating, and so they have to be mad that Daenerys would have been on the alert for Euron and his fleet rather than just saying I didn't want Daenerys to do that, or I didn't want this certain character to die, therefore. Veronica was stupid for not checking for a bomb when like, if there had been some sort of dramatic irony situation where that bomb blew up the few hit, like the two hitmen at the end of the Veronica Mars season, nobody would have complained. They would just thought it was funny.
1: But I think what you're also saying is that some people aren't necessarily great at reading characters. They have their wants that aren't necessarily tied into like what the character would actually do.
0: Yeah. But also I think it's just people that I, I think there's a problem where people like, it's okay to just not like the way a story is told and not like, like there's this idea that like your opinion is only valid if it's quote unquote objective, you know, like it's not okay to just say like, I don't like it. You know, you have to be able to say, well, my opinion is correct because of these like plot logic reasons.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. In conclusion, my complaints about this movie, um, I already mentioned it. There some really bad dialogue and line readings from those cops. It's just oof. Uh,
1: to me, the last third loses some momentum and I blame all of it on Harvey Dent.
0: Well, I think it's, I'm totally up there until like the emotional climax of this movie is the Gotham's criminals and citizens deciding not to trigger the bombs. You know, mm-hmm. what were you mm-hmm. trying to prove? And then it's like, cathartic release but then there's like this whole other 20 minutes that happens after that
1: yeah. and yeah. it
0: just it it feels like it's too much for one movie
1: I mean I, I totally get why we have this ending with Gordon, Batman and in, in Two-Face it, you know echoing the rooftop I totally get why we have all that and you and you need that to get into Gordon's speech and setting up like why Batman needs to run he's mm. the hero we deserve not the hero we need Blah 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 like I get all that but it kind of still also feels like the the joker hanging there is the end of the movie.
0: It's like you couldn't end the movie there because you still had the dangling threat the threat of Harvey Dent, I yeah. guess, like I don't know, maybe you could have pushed that to a sequel. But yeah, it's like it just feels like the movie goes on longer than it needs to. Like we we've got to our emotional climax of the film, but then it just keeps going. Um, I'm, I'm
1: just I'm just programmed to like not be into it. Whenever we had those, Harvey's going scene by scene, getting his like little yeah. bits of revenge. I was just, like, I'm just. Oh, not, the Joker's just loving.
0: so incredibly compelling, and Har- Harvey Dent as Two Face is not. He's just shouty. He just, yeah. he just yells a lot. So, yeah, make your one change.
1: I don't even know how you fully execute it, and it's not just a matter of like taking down the shot. The shouty. it's it's not losing Harvey Dent or 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 Two-Face it's not something there like needs to
0: still work can I give you an insane idea that would require a rewrite of the whole movie and probably wouldn't work sure so my thing would be that uh building on the last movie Rachel Doss is the DA Harvey Dent is like the lead prosecutor he dies she becomes Two-Face Hmm. i think he could have got katie holmes back if you were like you get to be 2 Face. i know a lot of people were have rioted because he's not it's not harvey dent it's 2 Face. but like i feel like that would be a more interesting conundrum for batman to face i think this movie really wanted to dial in on this like triumvirate of batman gordon and harvey that oh, was kind of like what they're yeah. pushing the whole time but I don't know that that would have definitely been wild if Rachel Dawes became Two-Face.
1: Right, right. Because the the Harvey Dent story here is basically the long Halloween from the comics. It's like that's the Harvey. This is the Harvey Dent origin right here. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rachel thing would have been interesting the way you're describing it because you would have telegraphed essentially where she was going because I presume you would have done the coin if you're going to keep a lot of the other accoutrements of, of two-faced. Oh, you could
0: have kept all that. That would have been a real fucking punch to the gut when Harvey just fucking but, dies and she becomes two-faced, you know?
1: But then you have something where essentially having it be Rachel, having her be two-faced, it elevates this character to, like, Catwoman levels because presumably it's like there's this love-hate thing, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And, like, like it's, it's a much more literal divide. Like, it's, it's slightly less complicated than Catwoman. 'Cause it's a little more black and white and like like given over to metaphor, but like
0: well, I think you also uh, would have had to extend that like into like she'll show up again in the sequel or something like that. Like, I don't know if you could wrap that up.
1: I don't know how you would not. I mean, you'd have to preserve that because again, you wouldn't need Catwoman per se in whatever the next movie. I mean, you you wouldn't be doing Dark Knight Rises.
0: It'd be a different movie. Yeah.
1: And then you just have this like I love this person. She's also a criminal. Can I redeem her? Is she irredeemable? I mean, it'd be very interesting. Um, and I kind of hope that they fuck it. They fuck with something. And whatever the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson movie is, like, just fuck with something. Let's make something different. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing people freak out about. Like, fucking with something one time, changing completely to something new, and, and finding something interesting about that. Doesn't mean that your whatever is like
0: changed irrevocably forever. It's just means Well that, we've had plenty of versions of Batman. You can play around a little, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean that's that's why the Ben Affleck Batman is just as viable as the Christian Bale, as the Val Kilmer, as the George Clooney, as the Adam West, as the fucking serialized ones from the thirties and forties. Like it's it's all just that's why they that's why something like this is interesting. Is like, how can you fuck with it? How can you change it, play with it? How can it change with the times? Yeah. Um
0: I mean I would have been fascinated to see what a uh what a Katie Holmes's two face would look like. I think he'd you'd have to go I don't know if he could go for like burn really burn explosion. The <laughs> I think maybe maybe you need to do like the acid and the white hair instead, you know. It'd look a little weird if he was just like bald on one side and
1: Okay. Because it just moved.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: like I'm picturing that, and it's uh, it's quite what, frankly
0: the, the acid or the burn,
1: like her with like white hair, like mm-hmm. a completely like like half disfigured goff Yeah. So I, uh, the blood's rushing in my body to the wrong places for this conversation.
0: All right. <laughs> I feel All like right. that. Like if if somehow this movie was being made now, that would have been at least more on the table than it yeah. was then. You know.
1: Well. <laughs> Especially after Zack Snyder came in and just like shit the bed real yeah. good. And, he, and David Ayers is like, hey, this bed could have a little more shit in it. Why don't I get in there and shit the bed a little bit more? And they're like, Yep. Yeah. it's like Terrence and Phillip shit in the bed. Well, I think, now it's like everything is on the table.
0: Well, I think <laughs> what you would do for that was that the Two-Face character would become a way more extreme vigilante than Batman. And that would be where your conflict is. You know about the the whole the morality of the whole enterprise there, because Two Face would just be murdering criminals. You know,
1: well, and, and there's precedents in the comics because that's a thing where there's a point where I think Two Face becomes more of just a vigilante. There's a point where I think he fixes his face and he's like still got like the mental scar. I mean, there's like all kinds of different variations where there are people are like, yeah, we've taken this character as far as it can yeah. go. My God, can you imagine poor Tommy Lee Jones watching this movie? And being like,
0: remind me to mail brick to Joel Schumacher's window. At the same time, I feel like Tommy Lee's probably like, no, it's still better. Two Face, just saying.
1: <laughs> He's still like,
0: that was a good paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> got paid more in that movie
1: than I did in No Country for Old Men. Was like the that.
0: story that like he just hated Jim Carrey on the set or something like that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Blame him.
0: All right. Well, because
1: that movie was like rife with like Jim Carrey like doing his improv,
0: doing his Jim Carreyisms. Yeah.
1: Like doing his fucking uh, uh, Apatow <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah, just this is riffing. Uh, let's see our power rankings. I got 15.
1: I have 12.
0: All right. Well, I'll blow through a few. Um, I could do 13. All right. Well, mine are 15. Wurtz and Ramirez. Rough stuff Ooh, for yeah. those two. Wurtz is yeah. also like barely in it, too. I feel like you hear his name more than you see him.
1: I'm not trying to see him that much, so yeah,
0: I'm good. Uh, number fourteen, the Chechen.
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah sign me up. Check okay. my number fourteen.
0: All right, <laughs> my, my dogs, dogs are
1: is- hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what the <laughs> well, host set. There's a little wait, bit of wait, like, I I, my friend.
0: It seems like the Chechen <laughs> might be Latin American, but okay, sure. <laughs> I feel like I I need to look up that guy. I feel like I've seen him in
1: something before, and I've mm. probably enjoyed him. Uh, 13, I've got Reese.
0: Me too. Oh, I wonder if we're going to just have the exact same all the way down here. This would be fun.
1: I wonder. 12, For- I have Two-Face.
0: Oh, you know, I I did put him a lot higher than he deserves to be, probably. Um, yeah, 12, I've got the bank manager, William Fickner.
1: Oh, yeah. Well- you and your friends are dead. <laughs> Fickner should have been on my list. 11. I have Eric Roberts' can, Sal Moroni.
0: Can I just interrupt this conversation for a moment? You, you know Denise, or you remember Denise, right? I do remember Denise. William Fickner was on her list. Really? Yeah. Her her list of the, you know, her, what do they call that? The, uh,
1: whatever, the Isabel Rossellini yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. From friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the five people that it's, oh, it's totally okay for you to go cheat on your mm-hmm. and another.
0: Yeah. William Fickner.
1: That's the thing. It has to be a celebrity list, right? I,
0: yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> you're like, like a Carl from action, the office. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, what do you mean your neighbor's on this list? Uh, William Fickner. Like, what did, at the time, what did what like she go? William,
0: yeah, I don't know. It's,
1: uh, she's like, remember that season of Prison Break? <laughs>
0: anyway, I'm sorry. What was your 11?
1: Uh, Eric Roberts is Sal Maroney.
0: Oh, yeah, Maroney. I had a, or the big tattooed prisoner, Tiny Lister, there.
1: Oh, Tiny Lister should have been on my list, too. Yeah, my list is flawed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that he's, he's just so low. He's
0: just talking like this. You can tell him I took it from you. He almost misses the window, too.
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> Every time I watch it,
0: I'm like, whew, that was a close one. He well, got the lucky head, bounce.
1: In my head, he always stomps it. I always remember him as stomping it.
0: Really? Nope, just
1: the window. Yeah, I don't know why uh 10
0: <laughs> also real quick on the other ship doesn't the one there's like this woman they keep focusing on she kind of looks like Was karen it? allen
1: a little bit she looks like uh well this is too lame she looks like the mom from dark the bad mom yeah, right? the fun mom
0: not familiar but she, uh, i always think of karen allen when
1: i see that hmm she like she's gonna misbehave like the woman from dark and i like her uh, 10. <laughs> so normally these things are 10.
0: Mm-hmm. 10. I have Rachel, Rachel Dawes. Yep, me too. <laughs> She's just not great in this movie. I don't like putting her that low because I li- really liked her character in the first movie, but like she kind of uh, sucks.
1: I think based on my Rachel Dawes, you can guess my number nine. Uh, I'll Harvey, no, he's a friend.
0: Jim Gordon, he's a friend, actually. Try not to piss him <laughs> off yeah i should probably have him lower than he is i have a scarecrow at number nine He should probably be way higher okay i have eight as my scarecrow okay the
1: return of gillian murphy a scarecrow not my diagnosis
0: i love that line so much it's so cheesy but so great
1: well he's just like i'm in this movie
0: well and just the the pun on him being a psychologist you know
1: I wish he could be having more fun in the next one, but I guess he does have a little.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm
1: still around eight years later.
0: Yeah. I think the rumor is that I was originally supposed to be the Joker or something, but yeah, it makes, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously they had to really rethink things after Heath Ledger tragically died. I mean,
1: that that would have been kind of a frustrating. I, I mean, like it'd have to be much different. Yeah because like the Joker as he is now granted I don't know what eight years of prisoner would look like for him but like I would presume that he'd be a real thorn in the side of Bane
0: yeah you would think so he wouldn't I'm just, just think- go along with it and like decide to like mess around with Gotham people yeah yeah uh, I had Moroni at number eight
1: okay uh, number seven I had Lao the money man
0: oh Lao does not make my list he's like the only reasonable thing I go to China mm-hmm
1: only I can know where the money is. But spoiler, it's in China with me.
0: Yeah, I had uh, the mayor at number seven. I had the mayor at number six. <laughs> mayor Nestor Carbonell.
1: Uh it's Richard Al Richard Al-Fairman.
0: like Yeah, all is on that. Mayor guy. Anthony
1: Garcia, like he's just he just nails like this guy seems so sleazy. <laughs> But you can see why he would be mayor. Like, you can see where he could turn on the charm. It's just funny to me. That he really, the first like, he's be- just like, you were elected on this platform to clean up the city. When are you going to start?
0: Well, and like, the fact that this is all shot in Chicago, like, he yeah. definitely feels yeah. like yeah. a Chicago mayor for sure.
1: <laughs> well, and what, what's his name? Was Rahm even mayor at this point?
0: Uh, No, no, this would have, he would have not even been chief of staff yet. This, is, this was during oh, like, the, uh, shot during the, the primary, the primary probably, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: But somehow prophetic. Uh, number six, I had Gordon. Mm-hmm. Probably should be lower because Gordon really does not come off great watching these movies now.
1: No. Um, some of mine kind of get arbitrary as we go down. Five, I have Lucius Fox. Yeah, me too. I, I just, you know, they'd say like, you know, a good actor can obviously deliver dialogue and make it believable, Whatever but a really great actor can just listen Mm. and um, just as he's just sitting there listening to Reese. (laughs) I just love that scene.
0: Apparently he was shooting uh, wanted at the same time.
1: Oh my God. How depressing must that have been to go from this to wanted? Yeah, really? The only, the only good moment he has in wanted is when he says, shoot this motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So number four, I have Harvey Dent. That's probably too high. I mean, I do think, the Harvey Dent side of things is good. I didn't split them up into two different people, but the Harvey stuff is fine. It's just when he becomes Two Face, it's just like that's where you decided to go with it. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because I also have Harvey Dent number four.
0: Yeah. I wonder if our three, two, and one are the same. I think they, they may have
1: be. to be three. Alfred.
0: Oh no, I have a number two.
1: Okay. You yeah. have a uh, Bruce Wayne at
0: three. But, I, well, Batman slash Bruce Wayne number three. Yeah. Alfred, I I bumped up to number two just for his insane story about hunting bandits in Burma.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really, so the reason I have Bruce Wayne at number two is partially because he's the star. It's always easy. I think sometimes if I'm really like staring at my, so I type in my notes, I type in 10 through one. And if I have no idea how to start, I will put the star at number one.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then I just go, okay, well that doesn't make sense, and I start moving it from there. So there's that. There's the scene where he's like self delusionally telling Alfred, like she was, going she's to gonna wait it. for me, yeah. And it's just like, oof, like he's <laughs> nailing. Because I mean, the thing about Christian Bale is, I'm wondering, I'm generally wondering from podcast listeners, is he sexy? <laughs> is he handsome? Because I know that he oh, can he's play American he's Psycho, right? Yeah, but I know he can play these incredibly driven like obsessed characters but he seems so he still seems sexless in a way in that movie
0: mm. you know
1: just because you're fucking doesn't mean you're sexy
0: mm. interesting well yeah. tweet at us let us know yeah yeah uh obviously number one by a, a wide gap i would say um mm. an incredible performance the joker yeah um you know how they do those like polls like empire magazine or whatever like you know like best villains in movie history or not usually it's darth vader number one controversial opinion i feel like the joker blows darth vader out of the water in this movie maybe There's it's a lot more on here maybe it's just i don't know the difference between our generation and and past ones or whatnot darth vader is a very different type of villain but like the joker is everything that is terrifying about modern society personified
1: well okay yeah for sure I think you and I, we were born just after that period that could say that they absolutely grew up with star star Wars. Yeah. You know, but like it was still an integral part of our thing to the point where there was even still some, you know, when prequels came out, there was still even that stupid juvenile thing for me where I was like, no, you're fake fans. You just discovered this. I was born in it. You know, like there's that, I still feel like I own this. You're shit. pretty
0: close to the original. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were, we we're pretty close. I mean, I was, Born in eighty one, and the movie, the last movie came out in eighty three. So I was like, I, like I feel like I have some ownership there. But yeah, like there's a lot that people bring to Darth Vader. You know what I mean? There's a lot. He's a cipher in a lot of ways.
0: He's, he's a very a different. He's a very hero. different type of villain. You know, he's he's just that kind of monolith of evil. Uh, whereas the Joker, there's something. He's he's all the things that we. he's like school shooters you know he's he's the things that we're terrified of that anyone could do YouTube comments yeah anyone is capable of it if they lack the morality
1: yeah no I just watched the whole video on these like 1488 proud boys and like these are people who would follow the joker like he's he's the shit that you don't want to face up that's that's unfortunately here and it's getting worse um, that's why I, I feel like it's not so much a summation of like the Bush years in the sense that they didn't inform us it's just it was a prophecy <laughs> dark weird prophecy of where we're going now and that's why I said like by 2012 was it 2012 for Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. I feel like the world had even like gotten even more dim and like had met those movies or met these movies where they were
0: yeah it was a very different world in 2012 than it was, what was in
1: 20 20- what was that group? what's that? What was the whole stock market thing with the group? Uh,
0: Occupy Wall Street.
1: Occupy Wall Street, sorry, yeah. I mean, like, you had the whole Occupy Wall Street thing that happened between these two movies, Mm -hmm. and it made a lot of sense when people started looting and eating the rich in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. My point is, you either die a hero, or you live long, enough to yourself hosting a podcast. Mm
0: -hmm. Another, I mean, this movie is full of weirdly prophetic uh, aphorisms about that sort of thing. You know, some men just want to watch world burn. You either die here or you live long enough to become a villain.
2: Yeah.
0: And I mean, as we just discussed in detail, there's a lot that's just absurd about this movie, but like (laughs) it's, I mean, it should have been the Oscar winner. I feel like just because, what movie are you going to think of when you think of the 2000s? I feel like this just covers just about everything. And weirdly, Iron Man like kind of covers the other side, the Iraq war part, you know? Yeah. Yeah, seriously.
1: I, 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 yeah, I mean, there's a lot of flaws. It's not a perfect movie. and At the same time, in my mind, I. I, I remember it being as really, really, really good as it is, as compared mm-hmm. to other movies, it's perfect.
0: <laughs> well, you I know, mean, what is perfect? You know, every movie is going to have its flaws in its own way. I feel like yeah. this movie defies that sort of thinking of like, you know, giving it like a number grade or something like that. You know, it's like there's so much going on here that's so entertaining. And like, yeah, it's got a lot of dumb shit in it. But like, that's not really what matters. Well,
1: and I think it's interesting too because during this era, I remember it, it being like you know, we tried the whole superhero thing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really
0: working Middling out. in success, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was kind of like I feel bad for whatever Marvel's trying because they've had some financial issues and now they're they're throwing the last of their money away in movies. And I remember thinking like that Iron Man, especially especially starting with Iron Man. I remember thinking like, no, nah, this is and then a, like weird. <laughs> controversial actor who'd been had like legal problems like Mm -hmm. rehab issues Robert Downey Jr. I remember thinking like yeah well the Batman movies are like the end of it.
0: (laughs) I I definitely remember seeing the trailer for Iron Man and like they showed the Iron Man suit and it looked like Iron Man from the comics and I was kind of like okay which like it seems like a small thing but like after years and years of X-Men movies where they're like they're afraid to do the costumes it was like oh Hey, that looks like Iron Man. That's interesting. Okay. I'm I'm curious. But
1: I kind of wonder though, did they learn from, from Batman Begins and be like, well, you know,
0: what's interesting is not Iron Man. It's Tony Stark. Well, they probably learned a little from that. And also just the idea that like you, you can ground these movies in a type of reality. So they're not like purely f- fanciful, but you can still hit the kind of tropes that people expect, you know?
1: also Burger King Mm -hmm. lots of Burger King I'm not going to lie
0: I really wanted a fucking cheeseburger after watching Iron Man for the first time
1: yeah yeah but also you're going to cast Robert Downey Jr who's a bit of an egomaniac so it's like that's going to inform your Tony Stark in a
0: huge way Mm All right. well next movie Dark Knight Rises yeah Mm. I kind of wonder if we'll end up doing that one in the same room we may yeah so I'm going to be moving in three weeks we may or may not record a podcast for then. We're recording this one
1: now only because my mother's coming to visit in a few days and
0: she'll be here for like two weeks. Yeah, so I'm probably going to pack up all my shit before then. Then,
1: Yeah, so we're open the same room.
0: Got to take down my uh, sound dampeners and all that kind of stuff. I don't
1: know what that will mean for so probably going to be about a listeners. month until the
0: next one. But yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know what that means for the listeners. Um, when is T23? When are we going to talk uh, Star Wars next?
0: That's uh, in a week. Okay, less, so less a week now. A <laughs> okay, well, are, are so you maybe excited maybe, for the Obi Wan uh, TV series? Of course, I am. I guess I kind of am. I don't know. Eh.
1: Well, it's you know, the problem is that we've been speculating and hoping on yeah, it for for years. I mean, it's like this is a no brainer years ago. Um, man.
0: I'm just I, excited for more Rise of Skywalker stuff.
1: I hope Ewan McGregor gets real paid. I'm sure he's doing fine. Like making him wait this long, I hope he gets real paid. Also, he's got still got a divorce fund. Um, yeah, talk about talk about. I mean, yeah, I mean shit. Like we're on the verge of like the full tilt boogie of crazy excitement of Rise of Skywalker.
0: Somewhat. I mean, we're gonna get the behind the scenes real, most likely, but the full shit. trailer is always still to come. It's this beginning.
1: Have you felt it? There's about to be an awakening. Yeah, okay, cool. So maybe we'll do a Greedo at some point in a couple weeks, well after D23.
0: <laughs> probably, yeah. It's, just, it's probably going to be three and a half weeks or so before you hear from us again. So apologies in advance. JT is moving back up north. So that's kind of what I'm like busy we're with accessible. right now. Yeah. You can
1: find us on the internet. Right.
0: Oh, that reminds me. We totally forgot to plug it last episode. Uh, we wrote a book. If you'd like to support the podcast, head on over to mynameistrouble.com. Teenage murder mystery called My Name Is Trouble. We wrote it. You should go read it. It's fun. It's good mm-hmm. some good summer reading while summer's still last. Go check it out. They and print it's, in ebook. Mynameistrouble.com. com. Yeah, good fall reading too
1: it's meant for all the seasons
0: mm-hmm. people are still buying <laughs> okay. it they I, I still see you know copy get sold every day or so pretty cool reading
1: this book will make you seem cooler and sexier than you actually are sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't tell but I'm nodding emphatically so it has to be true yeah. um
0: yeah okay well until then have a good one Bye-bye. bye bye bye